to episode 50 of Two Openers Podcast. Your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. And tonight, in the house, the OT OG Roundtable has returned to help us celebrate this milestone. And we're going to be talking about the Beastie Boys story, this new documentary on Apple TV. Let's get the moment. Hunter and after Let's start the damn show. <laughs> Let me hear more air horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, up, my brother? DJ Kevin Kev on the flex. I think that's the uh, longest I ever let that intro go. It's the best, too. It's the best. I'm just dancing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Props to Jeff Shortenhouse, DJ Next Man, for our theme song. Mm. Uh, That track he put together all by himself. Uh, 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 welcome to episode 50, DJ Kevin Kev, we made it, 50 yep. episodes, 50 look episodes. where we are, look at, look at us now, look at us now, look, look at, at us now. now, look at us now, yeah. <laughs> and, they'll uh, say we wouldn't make it, judging by the person who can't stay quiet until he's introduced, we obviously oh. on the show tonight, <laughs> the drummer should always be quiet, yeah. while the front men are talking, I agree, right. I agree, anyway. <laughs> Uh, uh, our, our, our good friends are here, uh, Greg Davis and Billy Gregory. Uh, so, uh, forget formal introductions. Hi guys. Uh, thanks for coming. What's going on. <laughs> Billy. So I'm, I'm still just, I'm still just laughing at G. <laughs> so you can't stay quiet for an intro. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's such a drummer. Like yeah. I right? had to tap, 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 tap in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, checking the mic. What are you doing? <laughs> you don't need uh, like, whatever. <laughs> you know there he just, are. You had to uh, add a little sweetener uh, to to our opening uh, conversation with yeah, uh, with some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. You gotta don't, don't, don't apologize, brother. <laughs> don't don't ever. Because I mean, everything else in this world is so fucked up and different right now. It's nice to know that G Money is one hundred percent the same. Exactly <laughs> the same. Has, has not has changed. One iota. One centilla. One. <laughs> One, I don't know what the smallest unit of measurement for uh, particles that create things is, but you are not one of those. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Different. You are exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I see. This is the thing that Kevin doesn't celebrate as much as you and as you and I do, Bill. <laughs> I know it's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he he had to. Maybe he had too much G too soon. Maybe, you know, maybe. whereas our, ours is a very. It's been spread out over like thirty years. Right? Now, maybe so. he had like maybe maybe he's like he like ate way too much chocolate cake on one birthday, and now he just fucking can't. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <clears throat> but we but we fucking love some chocolate cake. We love yeah, G Buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. Kev loves G Buddy. You know what I you know what I blame. You know who I blame for uh, Greg not being able to stay quiet during that intro. Carol Baskin. <laughs> that who? bitch. <laughs> she definitely killed her husband, though, right? Carol guys? fucking Baskin. Can we just? You, I, we haven't gotten Bill and Greg to vote on this. She definitely killed her husband, right? Guys? Uh, did you guys watch it? I didn't. 
No, okay, there we go. That's why he doesn't <laughs> oh, so know G, what we're talking So G's about. the one person who hasn't watched Tiger King. How could you not have watched Tiger King, Greg? Oh my god. I don't have Netflix, man. Okay, I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send <laughs> what? you. Well, hold wait a second. You don't have uh, you really haven't changed. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you calling from like a landline too? Or <laughs> uh, on, on no, he's listening to a CD right now on his dial-up <laughs> computer. Yeah, uh, it's a long story. I'll explain another time. Yeah. How's Napster these days? <laughs> I don't know because I wouldn't know about that stuff. He's See, too... he didn't even get there. I, that was a bad joke because he's... he that was even ahead of his time. Still, he's too busy updating his MySpace profile to uh, care about Napster. Yeah. Uh, too many, <laughs> you never change, never change. Please, no, <clears throat> he said, yeah, thank you. Goddamn treasure. So, here we are uh, <laughs> 11 years into the great quarantine of 2020, and um, 2020 has lasted 11 years now. That's right. Uh, uh how's everybody doing? Everybody virus free? Everybody, uh, so everybody still sane in your, in your bunkers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My, okay. my dog is sick of me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Billy. Really? <laughs> Billy, you had a little bit of a scare, right? You had some symptoms and you went and got tested, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got, I got the swab. Um, How was really? that? It, it's not the same swab that you get when you, you know, the when the, the, uh, the, the, yeah, the other swab, which I've never yeah. gotten. You but don't want to get that. <laughs> no, no. I, well, I, yeah, I imagine I wouldn't. Um, there were times no. you stood up, let's face it. Yeah, you know, I've, <laughs> I, I walked the line. Um <laughs> But no, this this was you know a really freaky sort of you know it's weird like it, you know you're used to hospitals even being sort of busy and whatever else but it was just like it was a ghost town. It, there was like are weird right now. Yeah, I have yeah, yeah. I did have to go buy one one time and it, yeah it's a it's a whole different thing happening there right now. Yeah, it, it is is bizarre and the, the swab. Uh, yeah, I, I don't recommend it. It's weird. It made my eyes water. It didn't necessarily hurt, but it was. Not something I'd want to repeat. What does it do? Like go straight back into the Down back of your throat, right? Yeah. No, it's not your throat. Dude. It's like right. It, it skips over the throat and goes like right back into like the deep, deep sinus, sinus cavities. It feels like they're just like tickling like a- your brain. And it's like it tickles. So it's like you spend the next hour just like there's nothing else you can jam up there to scratch that. So it's just, you know, you're blowing your nose. You're running. You'd look like you just got off like a serious cocaine binge or something like, it's, <laughs> like it's, everything's just running just, we yeah. wouldn't know about that billy no i would not yeah, sir I, I live in hamilton i i know the symptoms uh yeah. <laughs> so yeah no it, it was weird uh, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal i got the results back like the next day and everything was right good. So yeah, here here in Ontario, it sounds like we are very very well set up for the testing process. It, it sounded like your everything went very smoothly and easily for you, and you did get those results back really fast. I was impressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm happy. You know, it's cool. Uh, and I'm glad I'm glad you were virus free, my friend. Uh, so am I. <laughs> anybody else have any scares? Anybody else have any symptoms or worries? Or? Uh, not yet. Not no? wood. Greg, how, how are you? How about you? No, bro, I'll be virus-free for this lifetime. Cool. <laughs> I will guarantee cool. that. <laughs> well, you can't really guarantee it because you, yeah, you work in a public place, so it's kind of Yeah, kinda but, you know. Are you guys still going to work? Like, I know Bill and I work from home, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm still going to work. You too? I'm still yeah. going to work, uh-huh. but uh, it's, um, we eliminated a lot of, like, customer pickups and uh, stuff like that, so it's not as. I'm not as worried, but I still deal. I still deal with um, 
some drivers like when they come in and stuff like that. But uh, I usually go straight to the bathroom, wash my hands. And wow. I try not to touch like any papers or anything, but they have to touch ours, unfortunately. So, but yeah, um, Are, yeah. Is Jerry the only one that lives with lives with other humans? Like, G, do you have roommates, or do you live by yourself, or what's your? No, name? I live. Uh, yeah, I live with my roommate who uh, okay mm-hmm. works the same. Uh, he works at the same company as I do. He just works at another store, and okay. uh, he's pretty much. Uh, in charge of the house so he's basically doing all the shopping and stuff and i just give him money so i'm just going to work and then i come home i'm like what kev's doing and uh, online uh online order so what we do is i shop around in the store grab all the stuff bring it up to the front and then the young kids go and deal with bringing it to the customer and stuff i pretty much don't do that so oh, you, you don't have customers in the store well yeah we're yeah the the Government shut shut it's us all down. Cur- it's curbside shopping then. Yeah, you okay, got. It. I thought you could still yeah. go into. No, we were, oh, okay. we were, but now, ah. now it's not. No. Oh, okay. You're a bad host, dude. G's been like saying my company where I work. He's been using all of the like the. Uh, around. Exactly. Okay, look, I can censor uh, that if it's really that big of a deal. He'll, he'll put <laughs> a record scratch over that part. Yeah. He'll put like a beep, like it'll yeah. be like. It'd be like, bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> mm, sorry, my bad. I thought you could still go to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will definitely listen back just for that. <laughs> well, if we're going to beep it out, I can, I can ask G then if it's still 20 bucks a song or does he get less because it's over Zoom now? Or <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think, but, uh, yeah. think that went. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm on the uh, bus, though. So that's the only thing that that is the sort of suck kind of part where i uh you gotta ride the wear bus every day with yeah i got like you got my gloves on humanity yeah i got my gloves on and uh and my mask on just for the bus ride my mm-hmm. when i get off i take the mask off and uh-huh. i leave it at that but the bus is free so that's the only cool thing uh, so i i uh, like kev you and you kev you're going to work every day too so the mm-hmm. two of you are going out every like bill and i I imagine I probably live in the same kind of life where it's like, like I'm going out once a week, maybe. Mm. Uh, yeah. So like going out every day seems crazy to me. Like that's scary. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but Kev, you drive yourself. You don't take the bus. Like, no, like no, geez, yeah, like drive, more yeah. intense. Yeah. I went to Walmart today and I had to wait in Dude, line to get in. Walmart? And- <laughs> yes, because I don't <laughs> work gonna there. You're going to say, you're going to say, just yeah. check it. All right. <clears throat> I went to (laughs) 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 there was a lineup up front uh, like there always is now and like it was like 30 people deep but it moved pretty quickly Mm -hmm. but still I'm standing there in line and I realized like we're socially distant like we got we got the line the tape on the floor so we know where to stand right but then as as I'm standing in line there behind these 30 people I realized the wind is blowing directly in my face so all these 30s people's breaths is blowing right in my face So, boom, bandana <laughs> up on my face, mask on. And it's like, it's, it's, this, it's this mask on, mask on reality. <laughs> off reality now, right? Like, you, are you guys wearing masks at all, Kevin and Bill? Like, I know me and uh, GR, but are you guys? I do when I go shopping. I don't wear them at work. So, yeah. but, you do, but it is in the world. Bill, yes. have you done it at all? Have you done it uh, at all yet? No, you know what? I, I, I haven't gone anywhere. I, I've literally... I walk down to, you guys have been to my house. Do you know how close yeah. my house is to that park at the end of my street? That's as far as I've gone. Mm. Um, I haven't, I haven't you gone, gone any, up to the pizza place. 
No, no. Uh-huh. I haven't had pizza since the last time we were all together, if you can believe it. Oh, that. shit, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah you've, been on a, you've been on a healthier kick. Yeah, it? yeah. I had a weird health scare last year, and I mm-hmm. just, just kind of let it change me a little bit. But no, I'm... I haven't gotten any stores. I've gotten all my stuff delivered. I've I've been I've been dude, come on, you all know me. I don't even like answering the fucking phone. Like this is like <laughs> this is my dream. Yeah. I was like I have been I have been waiting for this. I'm not one of those yeah. like, oh I've been socially distanced and poor, but I mean I I love this. Like yeah. this yeah. is just you me know what? and my dog. That's great. I have to admit, <laughs> I like I don't love it, uh, but my life is so not that much different that um, the other day, I thought I actually, with, without even being joking, I thought to myself, "I can't wait till everybody can go back to seeing each other again." Mm. Oh yeah, I meaning thought, not meaning not me, like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, like I like the rest of the world having changed lives is stressful to me, but my life isn't going to change when this thing in, ends. Even <laughs> like it's going to be the same. Uh, so. It's weird, but I am stressed. I am feeling it for sure. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have it a lot harder than me. I'm not complaining. Um, anyway, yeah. guys, it's it's great to catch up. And thank you for coming back for our 50th episode. Let's get to some topics. Uh, we're going to talk about first, we're going to talk about what TV shows we've all been watching during lockdown. Yeah. But specifically, we're going to talk about one show that we've all watched uh, that just came out a few days ago that uh, it means a lot to all of us. It is Apple TV's The Beastie Boys Story. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking we should have prepared a Beastie Boys song to play right now for this part. You know what, Kev? But we, <laughs> maybe after another 50 episodes, wait, wait. I will Throw think of these things. When I'm no, it's me. It's me. It's my fault. I did. Anyway. Yeah, I get it. What? My brother. That is awesome. The Beastie Boys story on Apple TV or on Pirate Bay. Check it out right away, uh, especially if the Beastie Boys fan. Yeah. Right off the top, uh, you know what? Let me go first and then let me pass the mic. Uh, let me brothers. pass the mic to y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, uh, you know what, guys? Um, I, I finished watching this about six hours ago. Yeah. Um, I watched it this afternoon myself. I spent about two hours unable to speak after mm. I watched this. Then, then I spent about an hour crying. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Then I, I spent an hour trying to take a nap because <laughs> I wanted to, like, you know, reset myself before we did this. Mm. And I, I just couldn't sleep. I just laid next to my son, staring at his beautiful face, uh, pondering life and its meaning, and um, wishing this fucking thing never came out and I never fucking watched it, okay? It was wow. that, sad, that sad for me. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, okay, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to retract my personal feelings about it for a second and just review it as a documentary, as a TV show. Mm-hmm. I thought it sucked. Uh, I, it, it wasn't... It's, 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 it wasn't. The it's best great. Stock. No, it's great in, in in that it's got all the best Beastie Boys stories, and it, it tells their story from their genesis to their ending. And it is it is as a document, 
it is it is complete and it is all there. Everything you want is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the way this thing was made, um, I. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. It's 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 in the it's in the format of a live show. It, it almost feels like a one man show, but it's two men. It's it's mm-hmm. it's Ad Rock and Mike D on stage. They obviously went on tour doing this, yes. and they do a slideshow kind of presentation where they tell their story. And and uh, it, I, the weakest part of it for me was Ad Rock and Mike D. Like the two of them talking on stage. They'd been doing this tour for I don't know how long, but the jokes were not funny and. The, and and they were they were all so like like rehearsed and they had done them so many times that they were like their delivery was stiff and lame and I was just like this doesn't like well, this all, isn't like in all fairness okay. sorry to cut you off they're not comedians no they're right? not comedians they're not but they're, the, they're musicians you're right you're right and 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 they're great musicians but um maybe not the best documentary filmmakers is maybe my point here. Um, mm. But uh, in my opinion, just my opinion, but um, look, uh, the story is a great story. If you don't know the story of the Beastie Boys, another thing that disappointed me was that there were no, there was nothing in here that I hadn't heard before. Like, because I've been a Beastie Boys fan my whole life. Uh, like every story they told in here, I had read in spin magazine or Rolling Stone, or I'd seen on much music in an interview. So all of the information, nothing was new to me. And then I thought the presentation was a little bit, like, lame. Um, but then, fuck. Uh, when it gets to the end, and when it gets to the death of Adam Yoke, and when you realize... Well, spoiler alert. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and when you realize the Beastie Boys are gone. And, and part of what made me sad was the fact that it was kind of lame, because, like, watching this whole fucking thing, it was like a funeral for the Beastie Boys. And I guess, I guess since the Beastie Boys ended, I haven't really thought about it that hard Mm -hmm. like i never really had a mental funeral for them like i still think of them as being out there and just haven't put out music in a long time you know but maybe they will someday (laughs) you know it's just i don't think about it too hard Mm -hmm. but i guess having a funeral for it like and like reliving it all and 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 just seeing that like mike and adam are just are just not like they're not those guys anymore right they're 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 old men telling the story of of their youth now um, and they're really like the Beastie Boys are really gone. They're really gone to me now, and 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 that's that's really a huge part of what made me sad. Um, and of course, it, it you know it's all about my own mortality, and it's all about my own story and how it connects to the Beastie Boys story and how it reminds me of the Beastie Boys story so much in so many places. Um, and you know, we we all have that same connection, and you know, maybe Kevin a little less than the rest of us. Uh, but we were all in a band that was very much Beastie Boys influenced together, except for Kev. Mm-hmm. But Kevin is a Beastie Boys fan too for for life as well, right? So I'm not I'm not trying to exclude you, but um, yeah, here I am. Mm-hmm. Here I am after watching this. Um, look, as a documentary, I would give it like a seven out of ten, which for which for me is kind of a lowish score. But I still am fond of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still I definitely I'm fond of it. I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan, and I love their story. I love all this old footage. I love all these old stories, even though I've heard them before. Um, <clears throat> so I like I, it. I'm recommending. I'm recommending it, but. But man, I have to tell you, like on a personal note, and this is probably just my own personal attachment to this, to this band and to this story, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sad, sad, sad. I'm sad. Okay. So, but still, still seven out of ten. Go ahead, Kevin. No, I was going to say, um, I wish this was was branded a Beastie Boys sh- like live show or something, because I did not expect what I got. 
So right. when I started watching it and they came Me out too. in front of a crowd, I was like, okay. I, I didn't I didn't really expect that. Like, I've seen the right. trailers, but I don't recall that being in the trailers. I don't right. know, uh, personally. But anyways, no, I, I agree with you. I don't think it was, like, the best doc I've ever seen. Um, right. If you want to talk about really good musical docs, um, that one that uh, Tribe Called Quest did with... Uh, Michael Rappenport, I felt like that was oh, more Beats, movie. Rhymes, and Life, I think yeah, it was called. Beats, Rhymes, and that, Life. That, that was a great doc. I fucking love that documentary. Right. Uh, this right. one, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I did I did learn some stuff about the Beastie Boys. I didn't know that they had a female drummer and all that stuff. So I thought that was did, really cool. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, <clears throat> I didn't know about that stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I did enjoy watching it. But uh, I am in the same boat as you. I didn't think it was... Uh, presented very well as a documentary, um, <clears throat> personally. But yeah, no, um, I'm probably in the same boat as you as far as like score. I would probably give it a seven as well. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, well, why don't we go, Greg? Why don't you go next? What did you think of this documentary? Um, forget, forget what we said. Just like, what was your experience with it? Well, <clears throat> now I can relate to uh, Kevin and yours situation by seeing that for the first time but i guess i had to jump on it a little bit because i had seen footage of the this tour thing that they were doing on youtube and i was i saw like you know 20 minutes of like i guess someone filming in the crowd or something or and uh i've saw half like i'd say like yeah 20 minutes of it or whatever and they're talking about rick rubin and all that stuff so i knew what i was watching like what to expect so for me personally, to, to give a documentary, uh, I, it, it made me want to be in the crowd. I wish I was in the crowd for that because I, I, by the end of the documentary, it, it looked like they wanted some closure and they, uh, you know, I understand, you know, losing somebody, you know, obviously like a brother uh, or a band member, obviously that would devastate me, but uh, I can see them. It's almost like, I don't know if you noticed, but when they were talking about the License to Ill days and being these guys that they ended up hating themselves, because they used to make fun of guys like that, and obviously all of us used to make fun of guys like that, and I still do. So I'm like, you know what I mean? That, that mentality, they changed their mentality for the better. They became, they became better people. Now, to me, I thought that was great. And well, they by seeing them live, yeah, exactly. By seeing them live, talking about it it looked more authentic to me and uh i i, I like that i like that fact that they're live seeing that did you guys watch the very end end to the end of the credits yeah. and all that did you watch that too yeah. you saw the ben stiller and steve buscemi yep. and all that stuff yeah that was great i thought that was really cool i'm like oh who would have known that was going to happen if, even they, though they they yeah. obviously planned it out or well, something right? they obviously it obviously didn't work because it didn't end up in the documentary, ended up as being like a, um, a thing. At, yeah, an outtake at the end of the thing, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's still funny. I still liked that kind of humor. I mean, and then uh, I saw something on. Uh, I guess it was Jimmy Fallon, Questlove, Ad Rock, and Mike D on YouTube talking about the documentary, and Questlove went ripping into them about. You guys didn't go in into more of uh, Paul's boutique, which was, and he was going on about Paul's boutique and how it changed things, it changed them, 
it uh it's a album beyond repair i can go on about that record and and how it evolved and became the the new skater way of listening to hip-hop like all of us like like gravitated that you know into that uh to that record big time like i can still remember in 1989 you know me kevin and paul and skateboarding that record and and me trying to play drums to like half those songs like i can go on about that record but uh, that's i still got i say about i'm gonna say eight out of ten for sure because i like the presentation it's something new to look at something different for me you know what i mean instead of just a, a documentary and be like oh clips and then the guy's voiceover so do you see what i'm getting at from my point of view yeah. <clears throat> how that's different right the presentation's yeah. different right yeah yeah i i just i just wish that they had gotten the live show to be i don't know less what? i don't know it just it just it felt very plodding it felt very like stiff and do you think that spike jones situation though awkward. is that him is it the spike jones saying that? i wouldn't like i wouldn't expect it i wouldn't expect it to be i don't know i don't know um, yeah i see your point though i don't know um but I, you know, everything everything you were saying is also true, um, and uh, the Paul's boutique part of this really stood out to me because of the way they kind of really moved past it really quick. You know, they yes. they, they talked yeah. about how they made the album, of course, and that was the part that was important to them. But then when it came out, they really only talked about how it failed commercially. They yes. didn't they didn't talk about the fact that like there was an audience for the album. It may have been a smaller audience, but like there were people like you and people like us and our friends who like fucking love that album. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like they underplayed. Hey ladies, like they didn't even talk about it. And to me, I remember that being a bigger song than what they made it out to be. Like they, like I said, they didn't even mention it. Sure. They just showed sure, they had, the video. You got to make choices, right? They you couldn't I mean? talk about every, they couldn't talk about every song, but um, no, no, I agree like, you can. no, because they're talking about the album and how it was a failure. But what I'm saying is right. I felt like, Hey ladies, like every time I turned on fucking much music right. back in 89, whatever, it was always playing. Uh, yeah. That's right. a good point. Right? That's a good point. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm saying. Point. Like, because uh, I w- they I really think, just abbreviated that section. Yeah. No, I, I forced my, mm-hmm. uh, I forced the girlfriend to watch it with me. And, uh, <laughs> what'd she say? No, but, uh, she asked, she was asking questions cause she, she, she never got into Beastie Boys. And I told wow. her, I'm like, I feel like the Hey Lady song was like uh, a commercial success. But then like two minutes later, they talked about how the whole album was a commercial failure. <laughs> you, know what I mean? so, you know what? I bet, I bet I know why that, why that decision was made too, because yeah. uh, like part of this documentary was them talking about, um, how they were embarrassed by girls and the, the sexist lyrics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then how you know how proud they were of Yelk's uh, you know two sentences yeah. about, oh, about yeah, yeah. not being sexist anymore. Um, so like that, like the one hit from Paul's Boutique was the sexist anthem off of Paul's Boutique. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right? Maybe they don't want to talk about that. <clears throat> but we haven't let Bill say a word yet, so let's all shut up and <laughs> get to the man of the hour. <laughs> let me pass the mic to Bill. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. So, I mean, I, I, I'm going to back up right to the beginning. I, I like the way it was done, um, okay. mostly because it's the Beastie Boys. You wouldn't want, you wouldn't expect them to do something uh, that's already been done. You know, like they're, they're going to yeah. do something different. Um, I, I like the fact that it was 
you know, it was it was a play. It was a performance. It was it was the only performance that they could give us right now, which was them unpacking all of the stories that they could tell because they can't share their music with us anymore. So they're giving us what they can of themselves in some sort of. I think you're right. It is closure for them. Uh, what struck me right out of the gate was how old they look. And I know that's yeah. unfair to look because we look old now too compared to how we look. But I mean, Mike D looked like Mike especially. Yeah, he 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 really he just looked. You know, it, it was kind of sad to see. Um, but he did the most drugs. Withered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I liked it. I mean, and the other thing is, yeah, it's being pushed as a documentary, but they don't call it that. The title is the Beastie Boys right. story. Right. Like it's them telling stories, mm-hmm. you know, and and they're doing it in an intimate sort of live setting. So I mean. You know, maybe it's been marketed wrong. Maybe people are expecting oh. sort of some sort of documentary, but it's it's really just an evening with them telling stories and recounting their career, which I thought was cool. Um, I, think, I think your take is probably going to be the more common take. I think my take is kind of specific to me. I think yeah. you're right. But the um, uh, the whole Paul's Boutique thing, I'm wondering um, if maybe it was just the fact that we grew up watching much music and on MTV. We don't know that MTV wasn't not playing this, right? Like, um, we saw it all the time on much music, but I never got MTV. I don't know how often it was played there. Uh, and, you know, uh, let's be honest, the Canadian record sales don't mean shit to U.S. musicians. So, you know, uh, it probably was a failure for them. And, and you know, when they're, when they're expecting it to be, you know, I mean, which one of us hasn't been in a band where we put out a record that we thought people were going to like more than they did, Right. And it was, you know, it's really bitter. Like, you know, right. I put out a record a couple of years ago with, with my old band and, you know, nobody gave a shit. And I was pretty bummed. And, I, yep. you know, it was probably the best stuff I'd ever, I thought I had ever done. Yeah. So, you know, there's, yeah, there's I that. lingering kind of artistic scars that don't heal, you know. So it could be that they're, they're just super bummed. Or it could be that, you know, like you said, they, they, they can't talk about everything. And the, the best shit they did was, you know, when they came back, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. I feel like, I feel like, you know what, you just brought this up for me because much, much like I said in my spiel about how this felt like a funeral for the Beastie Boys to me, I feel like this probably was for them too. And I think maybe you defended them well, um, because you made me think, man, like this was so difficult for them to talk about the death of, of, of Adam Yauch, um, that they waited 11 years to do this yeah that's true they didn't give any details about his cancer about his illness like they didn't they didn't mention it once they were just like we played this show and then boom he died of cancer and no discussion of oh we had known he was sick for a while he had been going through this and that and we we were hopeful there was nothing not one detail because and my take was they can't talk about it and and my, also, my further take is maybe it was mistitled. Maybe the title of this should have been Beastie Boys Eulogy. Because because really their point is, yeah, it died when Adam died. It's over. It's like it's dead. And this is the story. This is the life story. Like we're, we told you, we're telling you from birth to death. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, and I think, I think yes, you, you actually mm-hmm. encapsulated it very well. Yeah, I, I, they, they definitely just, you know, I mean, they, they even started out by, by saying, you know, the Beastie Boys stopped being a band when Adam died. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, it was sad mm-hmm. to see. And I, I think you're right, Jared, that, that it, it's really hard for them to talk about. Now, I mean, none of us know them, so we don't know for sure. But, oh, but uh, it's, it, it, you can see it visually in the dark. I mean, yeah, even, when he, even when he talked about, you know, he told that one story where he sort of sat down and the lights dimmed. And, yep. and yeah. you know, Ad Rock yeah. was just sort of sharing that. 
but you're right. They, they, they never talked like, so there was like their last show they said was in 2009, I think. And he yeah. died in what, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a three-year period there where they didn't talk about the fact that they were working on two albums, and they ended up condensing it all into one, which is why you had what was it called the Hot Sauce Committee Part Two or something like that? I can't remember. I to be honest, I stopped listening to the Beastie Boys during Ill Communication because uh-huh. they put out two records back to back that sounded exactly the same, and that's not what I expected out of the Beastie right. Boys. Mm-hmm. And at that, uh, they just lost me. I was going to I was going to mention they said Hello Nasty was their favorite album, and. Yeah. And that was kind of the end for me. That was too. That was yeah. a rave. Yeah. That, that, yeah. They, they turned into a rave band at that point, and I was like, "No, yeah. I'm not, just electronic crap. Yeah. I'm out. I'm yeah. tapped out." Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I there was like two or three songs I liked off of uh, "Ill Communication." Uh, I remember you and Moby just loved that. I, I still to I this love day, to this day, I remember Jeff and I just laughing our asses off because you were like freaking out, and I know you're going to do it right now when I mention it, but you just. <laughs> Lost your shit and how how genius it was and I'm doing air quotes but you can't see me. Uh, <laughs> Q-tip, phones ringing. Oh my god! Like you fucking lost your mind the first time you heard. Yes, that. because because I could like I knew immediately this was just them sitting around the studio fucking Pretty around funny, and yeah. they and they thought that take was funny and so they put it in but it was never planned and I thought yep. that's so. great. Great, and I thought it was genius. Yeah, I don't know. No, I no, no that, look, I'm not. I'm not making fun of you for it. It's just, yeah. it's just burned into my mind that, yeah, that yeah. you losing your shit about you that. guys that's did what, make fun of me for that. Yes, and it, it's one of those great. But I mean, that's the thing about the like everybody probably has their own great Beastie Boys stories. You and I could probably go up there, Jer. I want to do a two-hour Beastie Boys fucking talk. Well, like, I want to tell one right now. I want to tell one story right now that connected with us directly. Um, that really just it, like this thing fucking it fucking fired a harpoon into my chest and it dragged me along with it and bleeding and crying the whole way. Um, yeah. Fucking when they're telling this when he, they're telling the story of when he wrote sabotage, right? Mm. And it's like Mike D shows up at the studio one day and Adam is just sitting there alone playing his bass, playing this bass line, and Mike is like. W- it sounded so good. I thought it must have been something already. So I asked him, what is that? And he was like, I, I just wrote it. It's ours. Get on the drum kit. And like that fucking took me back to fucking when we were at a fucking yap rehearsal. We were sitting in the rehearsal room, just sitting around with the band, listening to that fucking album, listening to that fucking song, talking about that fucking bass line. And I, like, I was an ignorant, I was, first of all, I was an ignorant fucking kid. Like, I was a fucking ignorant kid. So, I said a lot of ignorant shit. I did a lot of ignorant shit. So, in one of my fantastically ignorant moments, with, <laughs> with, with Phil right next to me, I, uh, no, he, I, I said it to him. I turned to Phil, and I said, why can't you write us bass lines like this? I totally remember that. Yes. <laughs> and Phil, who was holding his bass, all, like, he didn't say a word. He just shot me the fucking iciest, murderous fucking glance I've ever had. I deserved it. And then he started playing the bass line for Flaky Days. Yep. Right. Which is, which is a right. fucking killer, killer bass line. And, oh, and it's, it's, it's right up there. It's, it's on par. It is. He's, like, Phil's a brilliant fucking bass player and a brilliant fucking songwriter. And we, right. had, we had that level of musicianship. And... But fucking like that story <laughs> connected correct <laughs> that story connected directly to my story. You know, like like this band was so close to being family to us. Like and I we had no connection to them at all, but like they 
we were so similar and we were so influenced by them and like the events of their lives like directly fucking influenced the, the events of our lives so many times yeah yeah, yeah. i'll agree yeah, yeah I, sure. I, I remember my so one thing that bugged me about the beastie boys is that uh, i mean the documentary not the band um is they didn't once touch on she's on it and that was like the first like a, a yeah, lot of people, that another, was the first another exposure. Sexist, another sexist song, Bill. I think you're. I think you're hitting on this again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it could be that. But I mean, they, they could. I mean, but they could have played it into the again. You know, our our whole. You know, that was the past us. But like the, it was such a it was such a big song for a lot of folks because it had like sort of the the heavier sort of sound. The three guys like seeing them do just like that thirty seconds of that in, I think it was Crush Groove. It is Crush Groove. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like just like. Just that tiny little bit of the little baby beasties up there doing their thing. I was like, as an 11 kid, 11 year old kid, 12 year old kid, maybe at that point, I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. And, you know, six, seven years later, I was doing that, not yeah. as well, but I was still doing it to the best I could do it. And it was, you know, like, you're right. Like a lot of, I think what, what touched me the most about that band is what I, I saw a lot of, of us in that and, and a lot of exactly. what we were doing. Um, and 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 our friends more more so our our friends too like they just felt like our family like the people yeah. around us like I look in their faces and I see the faces of my friends right and I see them riding on skateboards or or the way they you know dressed up for fun or you know riding around on lowrider bicycles or just playing music together writing songs together on a fucking half pipe like like this is this was our twenties this is this was our generation's band I guess you know and oh hundred percent yeah um. You know what? I'll pass the mic back to me because I'm going to drop another story. Because uh, <laughs> Bill just inspired me. Like sixth grade, okay? I remember. I remember being in the playground in sixth grade, and there was this girl, Crystal Van Lucen, who I went to school with uh, through all of elementary school. We were friends, not friends, well, pals since kindergarten. Uh, Crystal Van Lucen. She was a smart, like mature chick, and she and she was going on one day with the Beastie Boys, and she was saying, uh, "We're sixth graders. This is two sixth graders talking." She's saying the Beastie Boys. I don't know they kind of bug me i can't they don't they seem to not know if they want to be rap or metal they can't decide and i wish they would just decide and i was like whoa whoa slow down you don't understand what you're talking about this is a new style of music this is a new form of music that they helped invent it's metal rap it's rap metal it's one, it's a new kind of music that they helped invent that's what they are and that i remember like in that conversation was the first time I had ever like thought about that that formed that thought. And like, like think about how that fucking directed the rest of my life. Like I spent fucking 30 years rapping, (laughs) uh, (laughs) in rock bands. Like, um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) this is our documentary. This is our documentary. Um, I I was really, sorry. Go go, go ahead. Uh, I just, Jeremy, did you say thrapping? Greg, did you what? say thrapping? Did I? Like, Sorry. T-H-R-A-P. My speech, my speech impediment sometimes. Which means it's a combination of thrash music and rapping? Because that's what that means to me. I said that accidentally. But. Now, now, G's, now G's just being obligerant. Yes. So, Sorry. Thank things, you, Dick. One of the things <laughs> that I thought was kind of weird in this doc, um, again, I'm doing air quotes when I put doc, but anyways, um, did you guys notice that there was no mention of Mixmaster Mike? Yes, they, I they did talked about that. DJ Hurricane, but they never talked about Mixmaster Mike. So I'm wondering, did they have a fallout with him? Or good question. And yeah. you know what? We now I think we have 
we've we've named a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a, there's so much that was not said in this doc, and there's probably political reasons for all of it. So I think what we need now is the Beastie Boys story unauthorized. I think we need <laughs> I think we need somebody. I think we need an external source to make the real documentary to you know to talk about the songs they don't want to talk about anymore because now they're kind of sexist and embarrassing, mm-hmm. but still like they're part of our history. Like we still like, you know, love them. you right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I and, mean, they, 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 they didn't tell the for him entirely. I mean, right, they, they, right. they did play the phone message from him and him, you know, scratching his stuff in the background. Did they? I don't remember. Did yeah. They? They're like, yeah. They're like, Hey man, this is, uh, wasn't that him? Cause they, it was like right I don't remember b- that part before of hello nasty. He's like, yeah, Hey man, this is Mike. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, they, they played like a weird, like, he was like doing some shit on his turntables. Like I call that blah blah blah. Like, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't remember that part being in there. Maybe it was. yeah, he was, he was maybe, there. Okay. maybe you had the extended version. The, what, the legal, the legal version. <laughs> the legal Did you pay for version. version. I have an, I have, an, I, I have a, I, I got a new MacBook a little while ago, and it came with a free year of Apple TV Plus. So that's the only reason why I have it. I got a new MacBook. Where's my free Apple Plus? Holy uh, shit! Really? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because, thought, maybe because I bought mine refurbished, you maybe rich bastard. Oh, I, I didn't. I, Corporate I, show. I, I, I didn't. Corporate I didn't spend. Show. I didn't spend real money on mine. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I, I don't there make MacBook money, man. <laughs> MacBook money. Uh, okay. Um, so, did we get a rating from Greg or Bill? Uh, uh, yeah, Greg said eight, and Bill. Um, yeah, I said eight. I'd put it. I'd put it at like I to be okay. So uh, I I loved it. I, I thought it was great for what it was. Um, I, I I've seen the Beastie Boys live a few times, um, and they've never been great, you know, uh, banterers. You know, they're, they're fantastic musicians. Mm-hmm. Right. The songs were always great, but they were never great on stage. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, you know, I would I would probably land it like a seven point five for just. Okay. For, for their own skills, but maybe like a nine if we're talking about the sentimental value and, 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 and how much, you know, uh, I got out of that. Because, I mean, I, 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 you know, I sent you a message, Jared, saying, you know, I don't, I, I, watching that made me miss the yap of like, you know, the, the pre-live band days. Like when yeah, it was yeah. just you, me, Moby, and Jeff, yeah. you know, and, and we would do the same thing. We would just sit around with like ridiculous samplers. Or and I would, I, uh, yeah, or I would, you know, I would take the Insonic home and I would, I would loop the Descendants, and I would, I would be like, okay, well, fuck it, I can't, I can't play the the bass line for Enjoy, so I'll play it backwards, and I'll put this sick jazz beat behind it, and we just layer stuff, and that's exactly what they were doing, but they were talented enough to actually play it, you know, like so. Yeah. Well, you know what, they studied under the masters, though, right? Like they had Rick Rubin to teach yeah. them, right? Like, and you know, it, uh, you know. It's not like it's a new revelation to me, but this document really reinforces that Rick Rubin was the genius behind, like, uh, like an entire an entire movement of music, not just Def Jam. You know, everything that this sprung, up, true. sprung yeah. up around yeah. it, imitating it. Like, like fuck, Rick Rubin influenced uh, a generation. Oh yeah, hugely, and he's still kind of anonymous, to tell you the truth, right? Like. Uh- yeah, I mean, so what? What killed me was the I. So I, I, I learned a lot from this. I, I didn't know everything um, going into this. Um, 
so there was a lot that I, 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 I learned from this. Like, I didn't know about the uh, Def Jam screwing them out of royalties. Well, I knew I, about that, yeah. I, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I never followed that part of the business, though. You know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know who's on what label and who produced what. Like, that, that was never something that really interested me. It still isn't to this day. But um, there was obviously some, like, unsaid shit about Russell Simmons. Well, that was oh, another yeah. thing. That was another thing. Like, like um, everything that everything that I've read over the last couple of decades seems to indicate that they were friends again. That mm-hmm. the beastie, that the beasties, and Russell and Rick Rubin were all like family again. But yeah. it did not sound that way. From no, this. no. Uh, or, like, or or it was edited to make it like because I mean there were a few sort Rick of and Russell. Edits. Like I was waiting for a part in the ending where they said, mm-hmm. "Oh, now we'd still do business together." You know, we've worked out all of our differences and we're all family. But no, they left Rick and Russell under the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They never brought them back out under the, from under the bus. So they no. must hate them again. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. It was interesting. And, I, you know, it was it was kind of neat. It, I think what I, what, I, what I liked was um, seeing the crowd, you know, all the crowd shots they had and... and you know, because they, they look like us. They look like us yeah. and our friends, and they could easily yeah. be us. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they cut. And I was like, oh, look, there's Kevin. You know, like. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, because it was it was very much our our friends in that crowd and, and people yeah. who. And oh, easily. Yeah. Again, I say this as someone who really only gave a shit about, like, three and a half Beastie Boys records. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, I mean, you know, we haven't even talked yet, Jared, about the fact that we met them. <laughs> like, you know. like All of them? Fuck, yeah. Wait a minute. When was that? Was I there? Maybe you weren't. The Check Your Head Tour at the concert hall. Weren't you there? No. no. You, listen, I was going to explain a story about Bill. that, actually. Before G goes, before G goes, <laughs> let me just say, I am the only person who never went to one single show at the concert hall. Oh, my God. So, oh. yeah. Yes. Um, I, will, I, will go, I will go on about that. Okay, that night, when they played the concert hall, me and Kevin were playing in, in Toronto, listeners. Right. We were playing in we were playing in Dune Bar for our first major show at the Rivoli with Mel Havoc and Project Nine, and we knew that you guys were going. I'm pretty sure that we, me and Paulie, or we all knew that all the Yap guys were at the Beastie Boys show tonight. But they might come. You guys will come to the show. You'll come to the Dune Bar show after it's done. And a lot of actually a lot of guys showed up after the show while we were while we were doing our show at uh, with Mel Havoc at the Rivoli. And I remember that, but I didn't. I, yeah, I was wondering if Cheer went though. That was our thing. No, like, I, I think I think went. that was just before my time with the band. I think, mm. or or it was before yeah. my before my time hanging out socially with the band. Maybe it could have been. Right. Yeah. So, Sorry, so, that makes sense. Yes. So what happened at that show was, um, we we went obviously because it was fucking. It was uh, was it Firehose? Um, some band with the name Fish in it. it wasn't Fishbone, but it was like. Some some really really bad real like, big fish. No no, it was like no, it was a rap no, group. Like, it was a rap group. I was a rap group because it was like, but it was like a live band kind of rap group. They weren't yeah. very good. Uh, I just know because Jeff and I we 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 did acid at the show. Um, <laughs> and we brought we we you know because this back when we had the yap tukes and everything. So this must we have should, been before we should have had Jeff on this episode. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> before, so Jeff Moby and I went for sure, and we did acid. I think Al Al Nolan was there too, and. Um, we were basically just, you know, hanging out. We took our we took our acid during fire hose, knowing that uh, uh, it would, you know, 
it would kick in just as the Beastie Boys came on stage. And we're like, okay, you know, we, we timed, tried to time it as best we could. Um, you know, I, I dropped it and I was standing at the concert hall. Um, it was really easy. Gee, I know you've been to a thousand shows there. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like if you go near the front near the speakers, you could always find a, 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 a spot there to stand, like right in front oh, of easily. the speakers. Yeah. So I, that's where I went for the Beastie Boys. I, I pushed my way up right as they came on. Lights went down, and I started feeling that, that I, I'm probably the only person on this freaking call that's done acid, but I started getting that tingly, okay, train has left the station kind of feeling, you know? <laughs> and the lights go down, and I'm like, oh, my God. And the, 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 I can't remember you know, what, whatever instrumental thing they played came out. And then all of a sudden, Mike D was in front of me, standing on the speaker with bright green hair, just as the acid kicks in. And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I mean, I, it, it, for, for three of the shortest dudes I've ever seen in my life, they were larger than life, you know, like, yeah. and it was just amazing. We watched the whole show. And then afterwards, um, I don't even know how, but we got a bunch of merch backstage to them. And we're like, yeah, we gave the Beastie Boys our shit. And we hang up by the back door. And then uh, we're all just sort of st- standing around there. And then Yelk walks out. Wow. He's, he's got this <laughs> bag of MCA merchandise, like the record company, because I guess... I guess MCA maybe capital they were, they were connected at some point or whatever but so he's got a whole bunch of shit and he he's like yeah I got this bag of like hats and shit you guys want hats so MCA gave me a hat with MCA on it that's right um, oh, while God. I was on acid while I was on acid and then <laughs> he's like hat? no it's long gone dude oh. thirty something years ago almost um, and then he's like hey you guys want to come in. We're like, what? He's like, yeah, I want it. So we went inside with MCA. We went downstairs underneath uh, into the concert hall. Wow. And Mike D's sitting at this big fucking like weird boardroom table. Ad Rock's at the far end of the table. Just not not flirting with anyone because he was like married to you know, Ioni, I think, at that time. And he was just sitting there talking about his wedding ring, comparing it to some uh, some other person who was sitting beside him. He's like, yeah, you know, my shit's uh, platinum. I got They're just hanging out. And I looked over and I saw all the merch we gave them stuffed into the potato salad. Um, so, oh, <laughs> oh, whatever, that man. must have been killer. <laughs> Dude, those, those fucking, those hats were, the, those toques were fucking awful. And if somebody's like, hey, here, here's this shitty fucking toque from this band you've never heard of. Well, I'm going to throw it in the fucking potato salad, too. I don't blame them for that. Um <laughs> So we're all just hanging out. Yeah, so I mean, I got to hang out with Yauk and then... Wait a minute, know, wait I, a minute, wait a minute. If it's going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick this toque in the potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I bet you somebody made that joke. When that was weak. Oh, that was weak. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it was... Uh, that, that, that was that was my Beastie Boys story. You know, being... You know, just tripped out. It was only like the second or third time I ever did acid. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was there hanging out with them after the show. And it was great. And I remember Jeff was, you know, super messed up too because... The singer for the first band walks by and Jeff's like, oh my God, hurricane, hurricane. And it was a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> he did that. Oh, oh Jeff. poor guy. <laughs> and you, you could all hear Jeff's voice saying that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> uh, you know what? I'm so sorry I missed that. You know, but, but you know what? I'm also sorry that I missed you interviewing Nirvana. Before Nevermind came out, so oh yeah, that's right. Bill's, Bill's, Bill's got a lot of stories that I'm sorry I wasn't there for. Yeah, but Kev, uh, we saw Kev, we saw them uh, uh, when they came back to Varsity, Varsity Arena with Arena. the, the yeah you know, with the Lynch Mob uh, and Rollins Band opened up. Right? Everybody was at that show. That was one yeah, of, you were there. That's right. That's that's right. right. I was just thinking about Lynch Mob the other day. Isn't one of those dudes like in jail for like forever? 
I have no idea. idea. He'd like murder the dude, I think. <laughs> I don't well, know. I'm not uh, sure. he, he is from the Lynch Mob. Uh, yeah, well, I think that's supposed to be what they do. It's a great first record, though. Great first record. I love that record. Uh, did they ever have a second record? They did, and okay. I bought it, and me and Jeremy listened to it back in Oshawa, and then me and Jeremy decided it wasn't a good record. It was. <laughs> I remember that. It wasn't, <laughs> it a, wasn't good a good record. It wasn't it was a boring. good record. It was boring. It was, yeah, it, was, it wasn't aggressive. Probably because uh, Ice Cube probably dropped them at that point. Yeah, yeah. Probably, because <laughs> he was pretty much the brains behind that one. Oh, right, are, we, uh, are we boom dunning Beastie Boys, or what? You know what? The Beastie Boys are, sadly, they're done, Kev. Yeah, it, they, they are. They are done. They are. They done. are. They they, they boom done themselves. Uh, you know what? Uh, I it's not even funny because cancer boom done. No, I'm not making a cancer joke. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wanted to make that a joke. Wasn't, but that I, wasn't but a death realized, joke, dude. That wasn't a death. No, joke. I know. No, no. I was. I I'm just. I just meant myself before I made a, before I made a joke about a guy who died of cancer. Yeah. I stopped myself. Um, uh, but yeah, sadly, the Beastie Boys are boom done. So we can give them a boom done. It was respect. Twenty one gun salute for the Beastie Boys. Uh, it it, it fucking makes me sad. It makes mm-hmm. me sad that I'm not looking forward to the next Beastie Boys project. You know, even if. I wasn't loving their new music. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, they're going to do cool stuff still. They'll they'll make like films or something, you know, something interesting. They have their they'll time. Always be, always, always be around. They have their time. Yeah. Uh, they were more lies on CD, record, and cassette. So I think we're I think we're good. Yeah, so. we'll live I, yeah. for a while. For a while, anyway. But you know what? This brings us. Why don't we get all the sad news out of the way now, so we can get so we can get happy again quick? Right. Uh, you know what, Greg. Um, we lost somebody uh, recently uh, who I know was very important to you. Yeah. Uh, the great uh. actor, the great actor, Brian Dennehy, uh, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, had a stunning uh, career array of films. Uh, and, but, but personally you were very moved by, by his passing. So why don't you talk about uh, Brian Dennehy for us a little bit? Yes, I will. Because Brian Dennehy represents, uh, as us guys growing up, he was, um, a staple in in television and film, especially of us growing up in the early '80s to, I'm going to say maybe to the early '90s. Uh, his highlights, obviously, I mean, he was even on Cagney and Lacey. He was on the Hunter series. He was, uh, you know, obviously, uh, he was actually even on Dynasty as a lawyer. I'm not surprised. Character actor, one of the character actors. He's but he's also in some big films, right? Like, yeah. like Rambo: First Blood, Cocoon. Right. Cocoon. I mean, that that's that's you know, Rambo in '82, uh, Gorky Park in '83, and then um, Cocoon in '85, Silverado, which I just watched last night for the billionth time, and the FX movies. One of my favorites. Like, I can go on about those movies. There's still a lot of movies that I need to get on Blu-ray that that he's involved in, and I still want, but. Uh, through the eighties, those are the ones I just named. Like obviously his his staple will be First Blood, you know, the King Shit cop that gave Rambo a hard time. I mean, if you really want to get technical about First Blood, it's about police brutality. Like if you really watch that movie, as you get older, when you watch the movie now, there's so much brutality in that movie. It's ridiculous. Like you're younger, you love all the action, but as you get older now, when you watch that movie, police brutality, whole time. Like verbally physically 
And I can just go on about it, actually. <laughs> but we don't have the time. <laughs> Dude, he was, Tommy, he was Tommy Callahan Sr. I mean, oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. <laughs> that, that is the most memorable role. Tommy <laughs> Boy really? is such Are a great serious? film. And now... Oh. Now both the amazing Callahans, senior yeah. and junior, are lost to us, and that is sad, Bill. You're very, you're very mm. right. Yeah, you guys never watched Silverado when he was a bad sheriff? Of course, of course. It's oh classic. my god, excellent movie. I can go on about the movie. The FX movie is really good too, where he's. It's always funny. He always plays like a, either a cop, buddy cop. I mean, it's very odd. He'll play like odd things, like Cocoon, where I mean, he's playing an alien, but really, <laughs> he's more of a you got to listen to him character. Like, as soon as he comes on the screen, he's talking. You're listening. That's what I find, anyway. Usually. Yeah. If that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, as one of the guys I was hoping would come to Fan Expo so I can meet him. That was definitely one of those dudes. Ryan Dennehy, <laughs> no longer with us. No? Uh, <clears throat> I, 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 guess, I guess that's another respectful boom done from Too Old for This yeah. Podcast. Boom done! <laughs> Thank you, Thanks Mr. For, Dennehy, uh, yeah. for all your love. So, guys, what else have we been watching while we've been, uh, you know, quarantined away? We're all here hiding from coronavirus in our in our bunkers. Um, so, uh, Kev, why don't, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so speaking of uh, white rappers, um, I actually started <laughs> watching Dave. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Lil Dicky, the rapper. He's, uh, he's, um, he's known for his uh, comedy. Uh, he's very comedic, but he has like the most like unique flow that you ever heard from from a rapper. Um, he's Jewish, and he raps about being a white Jew, like in a lot of his rhymes too. But um, you guys might recognize uh, Freaky Friday, which came out like I don't know three years ago. It was probably one of his biggest hits. But anyways, he has a show which is kind of like a I want to say documentary of his life and how he like became who he is but i don't know how much this show actually mirrors his real life but uh it does talk about how he started on youtube becoming a rapper and stuff like that but anyways i i highly recommend it it's like um it's on um fxx in canada i'm not sure if you guys get that or not but um really entertaining Hmm? it's also on pirate bay uh, yes, it's absolutely on Pirate Bay. Uh, that's not how I watched it though. Um, but yeah, no, it's very, <laughs> okay. it's, it's a good, it's a good show. Um, I, I binged the shit out of it. Um, the last episode is actually coming up this week and, uh, I'm pretty much caught up and it's like 10 episodes. So, but yeah, that's what I'm watching right now. Cool. Dave. Dave. It's called Dave. And it's, I, okay. his real name is Dave Bird. That's why it's called Dave. But yeah, he goes by the rapper. The uh, rap name Lil Dicky. Cool, cool. Is he good? Is he a good rapper? Yeah. Well, if you listen to what I was just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, just he, like... his album is uh, great. Uh, when it first came out, um, he has one album, like like studio album. He has like a bunch of like, um, he had like a couple of like like underground, I guess you can call them mixtapes, whatever. But uh, okay. his studio album was freaking amazing. That was very high rotation okay. with me. So that gives uh, me hope then about hip hop. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, moving up. <laughs> All right, we'll check out Dave. Anybody else been checking out anything new? Uh, Bill, 
let's uh, let's talk about Ozark. Uh, right. I, I've heard a lot of people talking about Ozark. It's one of these shows that everybody's talking about. Not a, there's a couple of shows. Okay, what's the list? Ozark is one. Uh, Money Heist is another one that I keep hearing about that I'm feeling pressure to watch. So tell us about Ozark and tell us why we should be watching. Has anybody else watched Ozark besides Bill? By the way, first of all, before we go, I haven't. No. Mm-mm. No. G. No. Uh, okay. no, I just know it has, does it have Jason Bateman in it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. all I, tell, that's all Tell I us know. what Ozark's about, Bill, and why we should watch it. So I, I so I don't want to, I don't want to give too much away because I, it, okay. it's part of, part of the, the beauty of this show is that they're, they, 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 I guess it's like Breaking Bad. I don't know. Breaking Bad is a show that I have never watched. Okay. Oh, I know. Oh, exactly. I'm in, I'm I know. in the same I know. boat, my friend. And yeah. And I am, Jer, I am too. Jared rides me about it all the time. You know, how I, you know how I always say, if you ever have time to binge something, yep. this is the fucking time, guys. Yeah. Watch Breaking Bad. I'm going to smack you all. I love you all, but you have to watch Breaking Bad. Please, go ahead. <laughs> so so this show this show is basically about a guy who, uh, he was him and his partner were laundering money for a Chicago mob. Uh, they got in some trouble with the mob. They were basically, you know, actually, I, think it was, I don't even think it was a Chicago I think it was a cartel through Chicago. Uh Long story short, they, they the guy runs to the Ozarks and then basically gets caught. And they're like, he's like, okay, well, I'll launder money for you here, and I'll, you know, I'll basically. So it's just about him, and his whole family's in on it. They all know about it, so it's like him, his wife, who he hates. So part of the dynamic is the fact that these two would be divorced if it wasn't for the fact that they're the only things keeping each other alive. Sometimes, uh, and it's just I don't know, it's just a really well written show. But I mean, the fa- fuck the family. Like the best character on the show is this woman Ruth who everybody loves. She's just like this Ozark native who's just part of this redneck family, complete, actual, literal trailer trash. And it's just her her growth throughout this series has been amazing. And they just, everything about this, like every year they, 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 they wrap things up in such a way that it's like, all right, if this was the last episode I ever saw, I'd be pissed because I want to see what happens next. But at the same time, everything that just happened is so satisfying. Okay. You know? There's three uh, seasons of this thing already. Yeah, I mean, it's only, but it's Netflix. It's like thirty episodes. Like you get through it in a weekend if you really wanted to. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not great. like you're doing anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I, I've been watching a lot of that. Uh, I've, I've been into Tales from the Loop. Um, I don't know if you're oh, watching that on Prime. No, Kesca, what's that? It's it's I I think you might actually like this, Jared. It's kind of like this weird science fictiony meets Twilight Zone. Um, basically, it's like this small town. Uh, I think it's supposed to be in Ohio. I think they film it actually in Winnipeg. Um, and it's like it's not this futuristic. Like it's set in the future. Like there's like rusted like tech that we've never seen all over the place. And basically, underneath this city, underneath this town, there's something called the Loop. And all all they've told us about this is that they make the impossible possible under this thing. So it's like it's it's and and I believe the series is all based on a series of paintings by like this Danish dude. Um, so they've they've basically taken all these paintings and they've translated it to like this weird TV show. It's this I'm like, looks fucking it. cool. Oh my goodness! I'm looking at it on IMDb right now and it yeah. looks fucking cool. I've never heard of it. It it just came out like a week or two ago. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would recommend you jump into that. Yeah, like, and it's it's fucked up because like every episode is self contained, but okay, they feature characters that so are that's kind of Twilight Zoney kind of kind of Black Mirror y. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. I, I honestly I think it would be like something you would just yeah, jump right like into. It. It's yeah. really plotting. Like it it it's you know it's got a very somber you know 
very slow, methodical sort of pace to it. So it's yeah. not like I can't watch all of the episodes at once because it's just too much, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay. It's, I've been I'm digging. going to try to get into this. Uh, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be tough because I got a lot on my list, but uh, this does look like it's right up my alley. I definitely am going to prioritize this. So um, yeah. go ahead, I rock sorry. that, and then yeah, I mean, other than that, it's you know, you know me. It's going to be wrestling, and it's going to be uh, I've watched a lot of DDP yoga because I've been doing DDP yoga for like the last six weeks now. Uh, you know what? I downloaded wow. I downloaded the app when you started talking about it because I wanted to check it out. Um, yeah. It, and it looks, it does look very uh, user friendly and and uh, good. Like yoga yeah. is the yoga is the middle aged man's way. I think I yeah. You know? well, I mean, you know me. I'm not. I'm not a <laughs> spiritual person. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't have time for that bullshit. And like, yeah. uh, like I, the last thing I want to be is some Stevie Nicks idolizing crystal loving yeah. fucking you know. Let's learn to bake bullshit. You know, like yeah, I'm not just, into you that. Want to be able to bend. I just want yeah, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to not fucking make weird sounds when I get out of a chair, and I want right. to be able to bend down and tie my shoes without like seven different things cracking. Like I'm tired of providing my own soundtrack to everything. Right. Um, <laughs> that's all I want. So, so you're you finding know. the DDP yoga to be going really well, though, right? Yeah, I've lost about ten, fifteen pounds. I'm Holy like, shit, that's awesome! The other day, I, I realized <laughs> the big thing for me was I was putting on my pants, and I, I literally just lifted my leg right up in the air and I was just like, oh, like I, I've, I've never been able to do that. Like same with like putting on my shoes. I just basically lifted my foot up without thinking and, and stood on one foot while I put a shoe on my foot, you know, like not balancing on anything, just literally balancing on one leg while I put and tied a shoe. And I was just like, you know what? I couldn't do this like six, seven weeks ago. So this is pretty rad. Like, cool. you know, so yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come out of this apocalypse being able to do much. Uh, I can make flatbread and I can tie my own shoes again. So you know what? That's if if, that, <laughs> if I come out with just that, I'm feeling pretty fucking accomplished. So. This quarantine seems yeah. to be uh, it seems to be a time of improvement for you. This is, Renaissance. This is the summer of Bill. Goddamn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just made me laugh because I just remembered. I don't know if you guys watched that live last night, but um, uh, Adam Sandler was on it in a rap song, um, and uh, there was a line about it was a rap song about what he's doing during the quarantine. It was really funny, actually. The first funny thing I've seen Adam Sandler do in a long time. But there was a funny line in about it about how he baked his own bread and it tastes like shit. And he's it's it was funny to me because everybody has posted about baking bread in this yep. quarantine. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> that's why I think it was like last week or whatever I said I hope y'all don't let your fucking new ukulele and baking skills yeah. go to waste I, <laughs> I swear to god every fucking person I know is either putting up some bullshit fucking Instagram story of them playing ukulele badly yeah. and, and baking <laughs> it's like, First, it was weird on one day like last week I saw two completely unconnected random people post a picture of cinnamon buns they had just baked. And then I saw a third random person post, I'm in the mood for cinnamon buns. Does anybody have a good recipe? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> and Christ. I was like, what is going on? Well, I'll uh, tell you what's going on, Jer. All of the white people are bored and they're leveling yeah. up their bored white people skills. They are leveling up. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you have, with the DDP yoga, man, you have got white, white people skill number one. Yeah. Right <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, look, I, I I am a bored white person. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've got a dog who, you know, is really sick of me, uh, and <laughs> that's a, that's all I got right now. You know, so I can't believe. Okay, Tiger King. 
Oh yeah, I heard about it. That's all I know is I heard about it. I know what it's about. We need a Tiger King it. update really quick. This is a quick Tiger King update. Kev, <laughs> we need a we need a we need a sound drop to introduce my quick Tiger King update. Uh, <laughs> give me a second. Uh, just uh, talk about something for real quick. Uh... Tiger King. So <laughs> Kev and I, episode forty-eight, I believe, was our Tiger King review, and it was our most controversial episode of all time we received some very very negative feedback about this episode because i happen to get i happen to get a little political in this episode i happen to talk about you things yes believe it or not though believe it or not Um, i've never known you to have an opinion i know i I know i know it's shocking bill i know it's shocking but um i happen to talk about how tiger king made me think about how the u.s really needs uh health care I happen to talk about gun control. I touched on a oh lot of God. political thought. Kevin, what is happening? No, what you guys, what you guys sit here, the audience can hear. So keep talking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was setting up your uh, tiger. Anyway. Tiger. <laughs> My number one point about the show mm. was that, although it's one of the most enjoyable television shows ever made, it is completely about terrible people. Terrible, okay. terrible, terrible people yeah. who you should not support, who should not benefit from any of their actions, who should not be rewarded in any way for their terrible, terrible existences. <laughs> So you, you just but described still, seven or eight years of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a Pretty perfect much. TV show. You're right. It's a great, great, great See, the, TV show. And Kevin, I don't know how much longer I can stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I can be controversial for a second. Okay. That was a boring fucking TV show. Tiger King? Yeah. Come on, really? Maybe I waited too long, and I, I got sick of everyone telling me, "Oh my God, it's amazing!" Every time, every every, you it just keeps... by every episode. No, I was I was just like, okay, yeah. I mean, when you look at the guy, you're like, okay, yeah, he's you know, like he, the first thing he does is talk about how he has a husband. So it's like, okay, well, that's not shocking. And then, you know, <laughs> and then it's okay. like, okay, and then you know, like I, I collect boys that look like Justin Bieber. Fine, um, but then Are, like. He's, I don't know the whole meth thing. The, the the Carol thing probably would have shocked me had everyone not already been talking about it. Okay, Carol Baskin. That's important. That's important yes. because I, I had no idea, right? Like yeah. I, I had heard people talking about it vaguely, like talking about how weird he was. I think I heard that he was gay already before I started watching it, but that was about it. Carol Baskin. Yeah. And it worked on me. It, it totally worked on me. Right? Yeah, I mean, now I watched it. I mean, the, 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 my, my daughters were still staying with me because we just after we got back from vacation. So we were doing like the 14 days together. Um, and we all watched it. We, had, we ended up having to pay Claire $5 per episode because she was just so fucking bored that we actually had to bribe her to watch it. Um, <laughs> but it was just, it was, I don't know. It was, it was okay, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, I, I felt like it was, it was too long. I, 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 the most interesting parts, to be honest, was when the the super skeezy guy. Like, I want to see, I want to see more on him. That Jeff, whatever his name is, like the Jeff Lowe, the, yeah. the Vegas guy. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see more about him because that he's a legit fucking creep. Like, he's going down for hashtag. sure. Like, he's going yeah, down. I, 
Like, give me season two about that douchebag, and I'm, I'm all think, in. I think it's coming. Yeah. I think it's coming because in the end of season one, Joe Exotic talks about how he's now going to come cooperate with authorities against Jeff Lowe because of all the crimes that he can help them uh, bust him on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I do think we're going to get that. I, I do think that's going to come. But I, I, I also hated making a murderer. So, I mean, maybe I'm just, you know. Okay. I'm, well, I'm the guy I was that a sucker all. for both. I was a sucker yeah. for both. Anyway. Yeah. I want to get to my update because, Bill, even you may be shocked by my Tiger King update. Go on. <laughs> I was really <laughs> expecting the sound. Okay, sound okay so was I. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I'm just going to. Okay, do, yeah, like do we have like a, news, like a newsreel sound effect? Like <laughs> the only thing I have is uh, <laughs> this. Okay. <laughs> this is this is a case of way too much wind up and yeah, yeah. not enough follow through. And, oh you won't, and I'm sure you won't be shocked to learn. But I was certainly shocked to learn. And maybe um, we'll never... Maybe this whole Joe Exotic thing is going to go away now. Because it's been revealed since the show came out that after he went to prison... And the feds executed all their search warrants on him, and they searched his properties. Not only did they find uh, the dead tigers uh, that he buried in his yard, they found a sex dungeon in his attic that had taxidermied dead tigers in it with, hold on, if children are listening, stop now. Get your children away from this podcast right now. Mm. These taxidermy, these taxidermy tigers in Joe Exotic's sex dungeon that apparently he used with all of his husbands had fuck holes. Oh in, my god! In both ends. So, how do you feel about your funny documentary series now, Netflix? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Oh my god! He was not only fucking the tigers; he was fucking the dead tigers. Wow, that's horrible. There we go. I'm never watching that shit. There's my Tiger King update. (laughs) They don't show you him fucking tigers. It doesn't matter. I still don't want him to watch that shit. I don't want any part of that stuff. That was that was officially the most offensive thing I've ever said on this podcast. (laughs) But it was something I saw on the news. It was a real thing. Interesting. And I didn't hear about this, but. I'll take I, I'll, your word for it, my friend. Who's going to report that? <laughs> Is CNN going to report that? No. Look it up. There. Uh, yeah, it's almost like people are, are too busy talking about other stuff these days to, to worry about some creep fucking a dead tiger. Anyway. <laughs> and that's where our world is at. That's my Tiger King update. <laughs> well, that's a... Uh... Gee, gee, buddy, yeah. did, you, did you have any TV shows that you've been watching today? <laughs> <laughs> what TV shows, bro? I don't have cable. Oh okay. yeah, okay, man. Unfortunately, so, uh, you don't need cable nowadays to watch TV shows, my friend. Well, yeah, I, um, the streaming situation for my house is it's not happening because the internet is not like one hundred percent amazing. So, uh, well, I will. Send you know what I mean? I will send you some stuff that you can watch if you're in need, brother. Let me know. Um, okay. I want to mention actually, Bill's show "Tales from the Loop" actually reminded me of 
a new show that I'm kind of getting into now, which I don't know if you guys have heard of. I know Kev has because I mentioned it. Uh, but the show is called Devs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it stars Nick Offerman, who you guys may remember from... Ron uh, Swanson. Ron Swanson. Uh, that's right. From not Community. I always get the two shows' names Parks mixed up. and Rec. Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Rec. Thank you. Do you guys do that too? Like mix up the names of Community and Parks and Rec? No, because I watch Community religiously and I don't watch <laughs> Parks and Rec. Okay. Anyway, devs. The reason why Bill's show reminded me of it because Bill's show was about a community that's built over some kind of technology that affects reality, um, and it's in the future and stuff. Uh, devs is about a show that's set in the current day, but it's about the, these uh, this mysterious tech company that has built this this really uh, crazy powerful supercomputer, and they are working on this 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 new code. And it's a it's it's kind of a mystery show. Like we don't know what the code actually does, but it's it's kind of hinted at. Uh, this code is to rewrite reality. Uh, that it's it's a quantum computer, and the show starts out with them showing us that with their quantum computing, they have written a program that can predict. Uh, the the movements of like single celled organisms for thirty seconds. So they re- so they have a quantum computer program that predicts the future already. And then it's like once in this company that Nick Offerman runs, he's like this crazy hippie uh, computer developer um, who runs this company, and he's like the big mystery mastermind behind this whole thing. Um, once you prove that you can, like, you're super good at quantum computing, then he brings you onto his super secret devs team, and he brings you into his supercomputer in the middle of the woods. And then the whole mystery of this show is what are they doing on this supercomputer? What are the devs actually developing? Uh, but it is something to do with affecting reality like that. And it's a it's a show like Lost. It's like it unfolds itself slowly, mysteriously. Every episode, every episode gives you a couple of little answers but then creates big new questions for you. Oh boy. Um and it is a super it's 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 written fantastically. It's 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 directed and performed fantastically. It's from the writer of I'm sorry, the writer and director of uh Annihilation. Oh okay. I like that movie. Yeah. In a weird um, way. And it's it's cool and weird like that. Um so, so it's not a comedy. Uh, it's it's like it's not straight a up It's okay. a cool science fiction. It's a weird science fiction Cool. Uh, myst- mysterious uh, kind of thing um, that what's I'm totally this, digging. What's with all these like, like this seems to be the year of of TV shows with supercomputers that can predict the future. Uh, you know, like with Westworld and, and the current plot line there too. It's like it's fucked up. Like everyone's everyone's Black on mirror, right? Like it's, yeah. yeah. But I th- I think it's just a I think it's a reflection of our times, right? Like yeah. um, uh, AI is a thing now, and it's 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 developing really quickly, and people are starting to be afraid of what are the ramifications um, in real time. And yeah, we're seeing a lot more of that in our storytelling for sure. And I love it. I'm eating it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll add. I will add Westworld to the the list of shows that I'm. Doing. I am not caught up on this season of Westworld, oh, and that is that this, is something I'm waiting to binge right now. Yeah, this this it's it's good. It's, yeah. it's completely. I, that's another show that they've done a really good job of not making the same season twice. You know, like they exhausted everything they could do the first season and then the second season, and now they're you know. Season one's still my favorite. Like I, I, I found season two's timeline juggling to be a little too muddled. Yeah, but I, but I did, I did hear that that this season has a much more direct style of storytelling. It's not well, like I, I'm still waiting for 
some kind of time fuckery to come in because that seems to be what that show does. So, I mean, right. it's it's not obvious yet, but it wasn't overly obvious the first time you watched season one either, you know? Right. Um, you know, it wasn't as bad as, say, The Witcher. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I mean, I thank God, thank God. <laughs> Thank God somebody told me about the timelines and how shitty they were. So when Jenny and I started powering through it, we were like, okay, we, we could we could guess that one, you know, where, yeah. where the timelines were. But yeah. like, I didn't get through The Witcher. I, I couldn't. I oh, couldn't. you didn't like it? Oh, no, I didn't. No. It was just, I mean, it's kind of cool. I was watching Superman with a busted Daenerys wig running around the forest. It was kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> I heard it was good, but uh, I liked yeah, it. You'd have to tell me. Yeah. I can send it to you, Greg, if you want to check it out. But I. I tried uh, to watch The Witcher. I thought maybe we would cover it, um, and I could. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Kev, did you like it? I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't watch it? No, no interest. No. Okay. Cool. Well, you know, we <clears throat> talked about we talked about TV shows. That's really mostly all we have right now. Are there any movies right now? Like, I feel like movies aren't a thing. Right Extraction now, but... just came out on Netflix. I, I just watched that. And I watched that yesterday. Yeah, I watched it yesterday as well. What's that? Or Extraction. Today, I mean, sorry, today. It's uh, the Chris Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth uh, movie oh, oh, army on, movie. Yeah. On well, it's not army. Black Ops kind of. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, soldier for hire. Yeah, he's a soldier prior, exactly. He's oh, okay, okay. He's extracting a a kid out of um, this area, essentially. Hence, extraction, right? But, okay, yeah. action extraction. Packed. I was actually surprised. Um, it was it was yeah, good. It was, like, there I mean, was a lot like, of violence in it. Um, there was one crazy shot. I'm not sure if you uh, if you really caught this, Bill, but it was like a continuous shot, and it lasted for probably about. 15 minutes whoa um, really one there. take mm-hmm. well it was it was hidden with uh edits obviously right but okay uh, yeah it was made to be uh one continuous take and it was like it was the, the big action. long the big long chase yeah escape. through the through the yeah. buildings nice. and shit, which i thought was really good yeah. were very well done um but yeah no, I, I enjoyed that movie too yeah no, it was but good. i mean the russos the russos were all over that movie right like yeah, they well, wrote yeah Houston. one of them wrote it whatever yeah yeah joe russo wrote it yeah, it's based, based on um, a comic book. Yeah, um, it was good. I, I I enjoyed it, and I I like I like, yeah, I it, I like seeing something different from him. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's Hemsworth. A, yeah, he's you know he's a great action hero, but it wasn't. He wasn't being like the super like comedic. Like he wasn't relying too heavily on those sort of corny comedy chops that he oh, has. No, so. yeah, did he even say any comedic lines in the movie? I don't remember. I, I mean, maybe the odd one-off, but it, no, it was like yeah. he was—he played it like a like a legit like. Yeah, straight face. That, yeah. This could have been like a '90s action movie that we all would have just lost our shit over. Like, mm-hmm. gee, this is this is something you would love, <laughs> and you probably already have the soundtrack ordered, and like, like <laughs> it's totally like you know, it was good. I mean, I, I nice for like a sitting around on a Saturday afternoon with fuck all to do. It mm-hmm. was, it was the perfect movie. Yeah, um, no, it was, it was nice. fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, extraction. Yeah, does it fuck? <laughs> oh, no, not, not this. <laughs> Is that what the kids are saying these days? Apparently, I've heard them say that shit. I'm trying to bring in the that's, youth audience. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be a little more hip so we can get the, uh, the kids. Yeah, that's Jeremy's new thing. Does it you know what's it? funny? Is uh, a kid said that to me at lunch one time at uh, at work. Because I showed him old See, pictures of like. Proving me right, Kev. Jeez, proving me right. And this he, kid said. This guy said it to me because when I showed him old pictures of us, like at the dance cave and stuff, like you know our long-haired, like 
you know, funky beards and dyed and all that kind of shit. He's like, look at this guy, man. He fucks for sure. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't know us back then. then. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. That's, now that that's must cool. have been much fucking back in the night. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> Bill but anyway, yeah, he was, yeah, he was. <laughs> I wasn't, I was the only one not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hit and miss. <laughs> That was funny. Anyway, yeah. Moving on. Shit. <laughs> Wait a minute, guys. I forgot to do something at the beginning of the show. What's Before that? we all get too tired, we, we gotta start over. No, we gotta take a selfie uh, to post, uh, so I can I can I can glue them all together and post it as like a group shot since we can't get together for this episode and we're doing it on Skype. So everybody, get your phone out and let's take a selfie at the same time <laughs> for the poster for this episode, episode fifty. Well, I actually have a picture that I can send that's pretty badass that I took I don't yesterday. want your badass picture. I want a selfie right now. He wants the one <sighs> live. It's funny. You'll see. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, where am I sending it? You don't have to send it yet. We'll send it after. Just take a selfie. Oh, okay. I'm going to count to three. Everybody's going to take a selfie at the same time. Oh, it's going to be really fun. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Bill, are you ready? I've, my phone is fucking up, dude. I'm fucking All in. All right. Kev, ready? Sure. Okay. You're lying. You're Actually, not ready. No, I'm not going to do it right now. You guys Come go on. ahead. I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a muscle top. I'm not doing it right now. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, take it, just, just, just your face. <laughs> just focus on your face. We'll do it after. All right. <sighs> I want to do it at the same time. All right. Thing. Hurry up. You're ruining the show. <laughs> you ruin the show. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Three, two, one. Selfie. All right. There we go. All right. Okay. I know nobody did it. Fuck off. No, anyway. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Uh, Bill, uh, you, okay, we, we talked about Extraction. Uh, we recommended it. It's got a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, if anybody's wondering. Uh, yeah, and so I, I, I'm judging this as like Saturday afternoon. I don't, I, what, what the hell am I going to watch fair? Not like right, high right. cinema. So, you know. Right, right. Right. But talking about high cinema, Bill, thank you for the segue. You recently watched my favorite movie of 2019, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. <laughs> what did you think of it? I um, I didn't hate it. It took me about an hour and 45 minutes to realize that it wasn't about anything other than the last five minutes. Yes. Uh, that's but that's right. Quentin. So, yeah, I, so, so I, I guess I should back up. I'm not a big Quentin Tarantino fan. I, I, I've... I've never really liked a lot of his movies. I don't even think I've seen them all. I never saw was it uh, the Hateful Eight or whatever the fuck that was. I never yeah. saw his bastards. Really? Yeah, I just, I just saw the glorious bastards. Yep. that was so appropriate. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just you know I just never really uh, never really spoke to me. So I yeah I um, yeah I guess I don't know. It was it was what it was. Uh, but I I you, you I, should see glorious bastards. You have to see glorious. Okay. Breaking Bad, Bill, Inglorious Bastards. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I I, I, I liked the vibe. I liked the um. I, I I hated the movie while I was watching it, but once it was over, I was like, you know, that's kind of fun. Uh, I liked. Uh, uh, do do we spoil stuff on this? I guess yes. we do. Yeah, yeah. 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 One has been out for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Um, we already spoiled it on this. I uh, previous yeah. But no, the uh, yeah I I. I after I watched it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I like that they 
they made the the family so stupid that they attacked the wrong house. Uh, or or maybe the point was never to go after Sharon Tate at this point. It was only to go after him. But whatever it was, I liked it. I liked the fact that it was like uh, a big sort of what if and and okay. you know, uh, I, yeah. So I. I, I enjoyed it. I, is, is it something I'm going to watch again? Uh, maybe someday, but you know, I. Uh, okay. But I, I I liked it for what it was. You know, you called it, I think, a love letter, which is kind of true. A love uh, poem to that yeah. era of Hollywood. The yeah, era, it, the era when Quentin was a child. So it's the era yeah. that he loves, right? And like it's the, the to him. It's, it's his. Do. It's his Def Jam records, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I, I. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was fine. It was good. It was. Um, it was exactly what I wanted uh, in an hour and a half long movie wrapped into two hours and 44 minutes. Right. I think we can agree there's a lot of shit in that movie that did not need to be in that movie. Sure. Um, like, uh, you know, uh, Sharon Tate didn't need to be in that fucking movie. Her whole plot line. It's all about her. But they could have just kept mentioning her next door. They never needed to show, like, her sitting in the theater watching herself. That 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 whole chunk of the movie didn't need to be there. Right. There was there was just a lot that was just like it just felt like filler and padding and like that whole nudge nudge wink wink look how cool I am at recreating shit shit that Tarantino does. Yeah. Um, that, I just Tarantino's has always struck me as the dude that I'd want to just slap at a party. <laughs> oh my god! If I ever met, I'd just be like. Holy fuck! Did just shut up, like you know, like <laughs> okay. So, like, I, I think that's the problem. I, I, I just know that I would just fucking hate that guy if I ever met him. Mostly because he's like this, just idiot dude that probably will drop the n word like a thousand times in five minutes. And you know, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Anyway. Well, um, okay. But I, I like I, the movie. I, I like the movie, Jerry, and I can see okay. why you liked it. I, I okay. thought it was cool and well made. Okay. Uh, I, I won't. I won't, I won't redo my review of the movie, but just I, I'll try to be brief. Um, uh, to me, the Sharon Tate thing. To me, the key to the whole fucking movie is, and I don't even know this. I haven't heard Quentin say this, but Your when I'm watching movie, okay, when I'm watching the movie, I know that I know that Quentin like really loves this shit. I know that this is Quentin's like. It's, he's writing about all the shit that he really loves most in his life, right? Like I said, it's like his Def Jam is this this era of Hollywood, right? Um, so this Sharon Tate murder, I got from this movie that it's always bothered him that Sharon Tate got killed, that that he's that he always wished something had happened to rescue her, something had happened to intervene, that he felt that um, uh, Charles Manson was not this fucking huge, larger-than-life character that everybody made him out to be, that he was just a fucking loser who had a bunch of fucking loser friends who happened to have, you know, done this really terrible thing to this really famous person um, and and made them famous. And I felt like it was, it was his daydream. It was his fairy tale. It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fairy tale for Hollywood people. And I felt like his wish fulfillment fairy tale, like right now, if I was going to write a fairy tale movie about Def Jam, you know, Adam, Adam Yoke would live forever, right? I would, I would, right. I would fix that, right? Um, and to me, this is, you know, just like when he kills Hitler in Inglorious Bastards, sorry to spoil that for you, Bill. Um, <laughs> when, when he saves Sharon Tate in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I feel like this is him fulfilling like his childhood wish. Like 
no, that loser shouldn't have killed that, that glorious Hollywood goddess and her unborn child. And, you know, Hollywood should have rescued her. And who rescued her, right? A Hollywood stuntman down on his luck. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and a Hollywood leading man also on his way out, right? But the ask of rescuing Sharon Tate resurrects both of them. You know, it saves them all. And it's this happy ending for everybody. And to me, that is the essence of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's it's Quentin's wish fulfillment. And he's put so much into... Like, the, all those scenes where they're driving around in uh, 70s Hollywood. When the first time I was watching that, I was so engrossed. Like, I, I didn't feel the time. I, I was just there. I just... It, I, I, it felt like I was viscerally transported to me. And yeah. when I learned afterwards that none of that was CGI, that old Hollywood was completely all set up by Quentin and they were just driving around filming everything that Quentin had set up. Um, yeah. Just yeah. Well, I, like, I just, I, yeah, I do think it's a great achievement and, um, you know, I, I'm glad you liked it. I, I know you didn't love it as much as I did. Um, but holy crap. I love that. movie. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I, I can totally see why, why people liked it. And that like, I did, I didn't not like it by any stretch. Uh, I thought it was, you know, after, like I said, once it wrapped, I was like, you know what? That was, that was neat. I also, you know, I like the fact that even, even the ending of the movie paralleled the, um, the friendship between, you know, the two leads, like, you know, uh, Leo goes off and, and gets to do all the party stuff and the stuntman gets all fucked up and has to go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Because he's once again cleaning up the messes of his friend. You know? Yes, <laughs> fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, it was neat. It was, it was you know, kind of a... And, and Brad Pitt's character was being so, like weird like like he probably murdered his his wife right like he's not not a a great guy but he's like but he's like filmed like a golden god throughout this movie like um he's definitely like put up on this pedestal like the hero um visually uh through through cinema cinematic storytelling anyway and he was great in that movie like he was he he was really good like yeah yeah he deserved his oscar Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And the, uh, the 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 family were fun. Like I I like that he cast like you know every every all of these Hollywood children. Like you know like like right. you know like Maya Hawk was in there and Kevin yeah. Smith kid was in there. Like that was funny. Like that yeah. was. So yeah, it was it was cute. Um, anyway, so I totally redid my whole uh, review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and <laughs> I think people should watch. Other people should check it out. Any more movies? I don't know. Is there any more movies we should talk about? Anybody seen anything? Uh, oh, I just wanted to go over. Sorry, Kev, go ahead. No, I was going to say I watched Underwater the other day, which is. Oh, how was that? I want to see that. Surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm not a fan of. Um, uh, fuck, what's her name again? Twilight. Kristen Trip. Stewart. Kristen Stewart. I'm not a fan of hers by any means. Um, but yeah, no, the movie was surprisingly well done. Um, I actually felt like I was submersed underwater for the hour and a half that I ran, you know what I mean? So story was decent, uh, but, um, yeah, no, it wasn't bad. I, I would give it a recommend. Is um, it basically another underwater aliens? Uh, essentially yes, but, um, I don't want to spoil it cause I feel okay. like it's bigger than okay. underwater aliens. Cool. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. That's cool. It's one that's on my list for sure. Like, yeah. what was that underwater movie from the '90s with the underwater aliens? Abyss. Uh, the, the Abyss, and then yeah, the other one too. yeah. There was yeah, there a great was, movie. It was the Abyss, and then there was that other one too. 
fucking uh, called? Uh, something deep. Uh, you talking about like? Are you talking about monster movie now? Yeah, yeah. Like something yeah how, does it, how does it compare it, to those anyway? Well, no. This is a yeah. Is, is it is it like Deep Star Six or is it like Leviathan? Leviathan, I think it was. Leviathan. Yeah, I think that's what it's. Yeah. yeah. Is it like that? No monster movie. Like oh, okay. Uh, if okay, I was gonna cool. co- if I was gonna compare it to to anything else, I would compare it to Cloverfield Underwater. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Interesting. All right. That's, that's <clears throat> what I would do the comparison to. But cool. Yeah, no, I'd recommend it for uh, fans of uh, that type of genre for sure. Cool. So. If uh, it's an underwater movie and it doesn't have LL Cool J in it, I don't care. Yeah, straight. What you the know? fuck? <laughs> I, <laughs> the only thing I remember about that movie, what was it? The, what was it called? Deep the Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. But that was the only thing underwater, was it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a there was an underwater a shark uh, situation happening. A motherfucking shark ate me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I remember about that movie is the fucking stupid LL Cool J scene, yeah. where he's about where he's about to die. And, and he, he decides. And he decides to make an omelet and, and film it. For Dude, like, every what? time I make an omelet and I'm about to add milk to this day, I go. Everyone thinks you should add milk. Now that's a mistake. That's a mistake. Yes. I think. I think. you got it. I think when I repeat it, I do the exact, the exact same thing, Bill. Every time I make an omelet, yep. I think to myself, "Ella Cool J saying, yeah." People think you should add milk for sustenance. That's a mistake. <laughs> and the guy, you know what? the guy is about to die from an underwater alien shark attack or whatever the fuck it is. Genetically, it, genetically Engin- engineered. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. man, yeah, it was. It was. I liked, I don't. Know, I thought that movie was funny. Did, was it you that I saw it in the theater with? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we yeah. saw it together. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like eight other people, maybe, in the theater. <laughs> It's yeah. funny that Kevin is the only person here who hasn't been my roommate. <laughs> well, uh, flashback to that movie when I saw it in the theaters um, at Col- uh, Colossus in Mississauga, they used to have a guy come out and grab a microphone and do this whole spiel. And um, so he came out and he's like, "Hey, you guys are about to watch, you know, deep. Uh, what's it called? Um, deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Uh, yeah. With uh, yeah, yeah." With uh, Samuel Jackson and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, the guy was like, does anyone have any questions before the movie? So I put my hand up and I was like, does Samuel Jackson die in this? And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, you have to watch the movie and find out. Well, you didn't have to watch for very long, did you? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. A vast. Yeah, <clears throat> That was some full like pre Game of Thrones, like just kill off the character you don't expect to yeah. kill off. Like. Oh yeah, <laughs> within the first what twenty <laughs> minutes of the movie. I don't yeah, remember. I don't even remember. Like I like I said, the only thing I remember is that LL Cool J omelet thing. Oh dude, he was giving this I, amazing huge speech, and it was, just total, the hero it was so yeah, it was so Samuel Jackson, and then the shark just came out of nowhere and fucking ate him. The, oh, fakest, great. Yeah. the yeah. fakest looking CGI shark ever just jumps oh, out yeah. the water and yeah. grabs him. Oh, yeah. And everyone was there in shock with blood on their face. It was great. Yeah. It was like the best. And, then, and then that's when and that's when like everything started sinking, right? Because like yeah. didn't shit get fucked up and then just Well, Samuel mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson wasn't there to fix everything, right? So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they were fucked. Okay, so now we have reviewed the events of Deep Blue Sea from <laughs> nineteen ninety <1990 laughs> something or other. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, G Money, <laughs> did you have a movie that you have seen uh, during your quarantine? Um, yeah, well, I have a lot of Blu-rays coming to me in the mail, so I got a lot of things coming from like 1930s, 40s movies, and then I... Check it out, the classic. Uh, yeah, so I just, you know, uh, get my collection even bigger and better and better. And so I watched a movie with uh, Sam Elliott, a, a movie called The Legacy from 1970, uh, late 70s. And it was like a sort of semi-horror movie. It was pretty good. I didn't expect, uh, expect it to be pretty cool, but it was pretty cool. And that was pretty much what I watched lately. And besides some other, you know, these other like old movies and stuff. But I got like Invasion of the Body Snatchers coming in the mail soon. I've never seen that in, in its entirety with Donald uh, Sutherland. So I'm looking forward to that and a bunch of other things. Cool. The Legacy, yeah, 19, yeah. 1978, directed by Richard Markhand. Yes, yeah. Stars Catherine Ross, Sam, Sam Elliott, John Standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. An, an American couple in England stumble upon a rambling mansion where a number of powerful individuals have been summoned by its patriarch regarding the home's legacy. Sounds, yeah. like, a, sounds like a classic horror setup. Yeah, it's something we'd watch back in the day in the Oshawa apartment for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah 100%. We, we we did like to rent the classic horror on VHS. Yeah, at, at HQ. <laughs> oh, no. How I miss HQ sometimes, I tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. Kev got to slip there too, right? Kev, you got to sleep there, right? Um, this is what Jerry's you... old apartment. Yeah, yeah. we're not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody's yeah. a time at HQ. Yeah. You <laughs> stayed over there. Yeah, that's where Kev came. Yeah, one yeah, weekend, came twice and uh, that was the weekend that we uh, we the got Nintendo the, weekend. Uh, yes, and we got the gin and and crystal light. Right, the key. Even though crystal I, I light. didn't drink, I didn't drink, but I mixed up the crystal light. Yeah, for everyone. me and Bill drank. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right. Nice. That, yeah. that was that was like '96 era. Was no, no '96. No, '96 we're living together, right, Jer? Yeah, so you're, look, <laughs> you're looking at '90, '94, '95 era. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Yeah, because '96 was like the first Bad Blood record, right? Yeah, like, so that's yeah, what I yeah. tell you. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, so that that was the old uh, Port Union. No, I just remember the uh, the controversial, uh, and maybe maybe this will be an episode in itself. The no salt and vinegar chips in '96. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> so should we talk? Should I talk about this? Should I defend myself now that what, I've been slandered? What What the fuck else am I going to talk about? There's no movies. <laughs> okay, so so back in the '90s. I would make a new year's resolution every year and I would make it so that my new year's resolution rhymed. Mm. Um, so wait, wait, um, just one sec, Jerry. I'm not going to spoil your story, uh-huh. but maybe, maybe you could get up to like halfway through the story and then I can take over. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Go. You could insult me and make fun of me. Fine. No, no, no. no because I, I, I just feel, no, no, it's okay. It's I okay. feel like maybe, you might present the evidence yes, in a I way know, that I might know, favor I your... Yes, sense. I might tell the truth. I understand. Okay, go ahead. Um, I mean, I'm going ahead. Here I go. Yeah. Um, so, in 1995, I decided... Like, I, I didn't make big resolutions. I was a, I was like a 400-pound man. Obtainable who, goals, Jess. Yeah, all about obtainable goals. Yeah, so um, I was never going to set a resolution like I was going to lose 20 pounds or something like that. I just picked little things. So, I decided I was going to stop eating not chips... In 1996, but just my favorite flavor of chips, which was salt and vinegar. Mm. So my rhyming 
my rhyming uh, New Year's resolution in 1996 was no salt and vinegar chips in 1996. Mm. And I guess I'll let Bill take it from here. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's fast forward a few weeks. And I don't even think it was like months. We're talking like no, weeks. it was it was still January. Yeah, it was it was. <laughs> and I walk into the kitchen, and I see my roommate standing <laughs> over the sink, pouring. You have putting, to describe so, me. Thanks. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> see, standing over the sink, putting chips into his mouth, and then pouring, free basing, free basing, <laughs> salt and vinegar onto the chips into his mouth. <laughs> Screaming at me with crumbs flying, saying it's not the same. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, now, it's not uh, the same. Now, it's not. these were salt and vinegar chips. Okay, no. he was putting salt and vinegar on chips. They were regular chips, guys. They were Lay's regular. So you can see, you can see, this has been a long, like what twenty twenty four year debate between Jared and I as to whether or not he actually broke his resolution within just hours of New New Year's, or if, you know, and I don't even know. For all I know, you did eat salt and vinegar chips the whole time, anyways. But no, I, I just, I just remember seeing that that the, everybody has that one silly kitchen, you know memory from that place but yeah mine was just walking in there seeing jared just you know white t-shirt probably just in his boxer shorts probably uh, just dumping vinegar into his mouth yelling it's not the same it's not the same <laughs> not not as bad as the time jen tabern are walking on me naked looking for my clothes in the laundry room uh <laughs> not quite as bad as that but still wow. pretty bad still pretty bad uh <laughs> wow um okay here it is here it is here's my explanation are you ready yeah salt and vinegar chips are a product right it's like it's like diet coke right if i took coke and if i watered it down and made it so there's only one calorie in this can of coke now because it's mostly water because i watered it down that doesn't make it diet coke (laughs) right it's a poor man's diet coke that's just watered down coke so just, just because I put salt on regular chips and I put vinegar on regular chips doesn't make them salt and vinegar chips. Oh salt God. and vinegar chips are a thing that you buy from the store. So in the year 1996, I did not purchase any salt <laughs> and vinegar chips. I did not eat any salt and vinegar no, chips. No, you created, you free based them instead. This one Never time junkie. when I was losing my mind <laughs> and probably trying to troll my roommates, I put salt and vinegar on, on regular chips and I ate them, but it's not the same thing. It's different. I swear to this day. You're a liar. It's different. <laughs> Never know. trust a junkie. I'm the only person. Nobody agrees with me. Everybody everybody says that I'm wrong, but I still to this day insist that I'm right. Don't worry, man. <laughs> well, yeah, you know I, I'll, I'll take, I'll take I got your, your back on that salt. one. I agree. Really? I agree. Really? Really? Yeah. If you pour barbecue sauce, if you pour barbecue sauce on chips, it ain't barbecue chips. There you go. If you pour ketchup, if you pour ketchup on on regular ass chips, doesn't make them ketchup chips. Right. Well, I got you. I got you. (laughs) My American (laughs) friends who don't understand what ketchup chips are, he made a good point. I swear. Wow. No. There you go. <laughs> no. Don't try to don't try See, to cover Kev, it up. Kev, don't defend me. You're just gonna lose like you're, I, you're I, gonna I, lose friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then, look, friendships aren't you know, ending over this. If Jerry if 
Now, let's bring up another snack food. If Uh-oh. friendships can survive the hickory sticks incident, oh, it can survive the salt oh, vinegar okay. chips incident. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, Dave might have stopped being my friend over that for a while, honestly. <laughs> no, I think it made up. I think the second he hit you with the shoe, he felt better. <laughs> so. Yeah, broke my nose. Yeah. Um, so there was, yes, there was an incident. Hickory sticks, for my American listeners again, are a product that we have in Canada. Uh, they're like potato chips, only they're um, like sticks. They're like little smaller than potato chips. Little like, sticks. Almost like, like matches. Like the, like yeah, almost, size and almost, like, almost like the size of a really big toenail that you <laughs> had just cut off. I don't know what kind yeah, of fucking thrown on the hickory wow. sticks you eat, but... <laughs> but that, yeah. I, I but let's like the match theory a little bit better. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but, but let's say if somebody dropped a bag of hickory sticks on top of a toenail that somebody had thrown on the floor... <laughs> And somebody else was okay with eating the hickory sticks off the floor. What are we doing eating hickory sticks off the floor in the first place? Can we just back that up a little bit? To to this day, why are we eating hickory sticks off the floor in the first place? Wow. We don't even need to mention the toenail. (laughs) We don't even need to get to the toenail. (laughs) To this day, Jer, I I, I say if not, like, at at minimum, Dio shares the blame in this. Because, you know... (laughs) He was eating hickory sticks off a floor, but technically he wasn't eating hickory sticks. Now was he? No. He ate a big toenail. Dave, toenail Dave grabbed some t- some hickory sticks off the pile from the floor and spit and spit out my big toenail. Wow. <laughs> One of them was a little chewier than the rest. Wow. <laughs> he, chewed, he chewed my big toenail for a for a good few seconds. It was it for was, longer than he ever thought he'd chew a big toenail. Probably it yeah. was pretty gross. It was pretty gross. It was yeah, it wasn't cool. Yeah. Tales I was the a gross H-U-Pod. dude in my twenties. I'm still I'm still a gross dude, I guess. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing changed but the roommates. How did we get on this topic? Where this is this is not a podcast about how gross I am. <laughs> is it? This is why you should stop inviting me on. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. What's next? I'm going to think of something gross about Bill any second now. No. Oh, there's, <laughs> lots, there's lots of gross shit about me. Oh, don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna get into that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't think there's any more movies to talk about. Really, uh, you know what? I saw um, the third Trolls movie that was released directly to video instead of in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, my son Lucas, who was just here two seconds ago, uh, tried to say goodnight to me, um, but his mother whisked him away. Um, he's two and he loves the first two trolls movie. I hate the first two trolls movies because of Andrew, uh, Anna Kendrick singing and the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the worst written songs ever, but trolls three, I'm happy to say almost no original songs. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all top 40 hits. Um, so even Anna Kendrick singing them is not that annoying. And uh, I think Trolls 3 is absolutely the best movie of the trilogy. I highly recommend it to parents. <laughs> okay. Um, on, I'm sure the prequels will come along and ruin it. So yeah, yeah. Um, Someday, yes, Trolls canon is something that I'm very uh, on top of. <laughs> wow. And if they ever break Trolls canon, I, know I, will, I will just be through the roof anyway. Um, <laughs> can we, okay, let's, let's close off the movie section of this episode. How much time do we have left, Kevin? What's going on here? Boom, uh, done. <laughs> Boom, done! 
<laughs> if we're uh, falling in under two hour uh, for two hours, and we have ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about games at all yet, and I, I wanted to get a little bit in about gaming because um, I know Bill has had recently had an experience with Red Dead Red Dead Redemption. I wanted him to talk about, but. Look, man, I'm 46, and I still think of myself as a gamer, and I don't fucking know why. Because mm-hmm. every time I turn on my Xbox, it, I, I know that that means that my two-year-old is going to need me at that exact second. And it doesn't fail. And I don't have time to play video games anymore. It's just the truth. I keep buying them. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I keep spending money on them. I don't know why. I keep keeping my xbox live gold membership active i don't know why almost every day i try to play video games and i can't um uh but if you're asking me what i do play you know i try to play destiny 2 i still like that game um i recently purchased no man's sky because it was on sale for like 25 bucks there's been a lot of great sales on video games i've noticed yeah, uh yes. during, during the quarantine um so, uh, yes, I played No Man's Sky for like an hour or maybe two hours total now, and um, I'm finding that it's a good option for me because you can drop in and jump right out and and pick right up where you left off when you come back in. You don't have to worry about getting killed when you're offline or you don't have to like stick with it to complete you know a certain section before you get out of it. Um, and uh, it's a really beautiful game, and if you're into like uh, you know space exploration kind of stuff, or even like survival league games, like Minecrafty kind of stuff. It's got a lot of stuff like that in it. Um, so I recommend Man's Sky if you want to check it out. But um, what about you guys? What's going on in your gaming life? Uh, have you been gaming during the quarantine? Um, let's go to Bill first because I know you have stuff to talk about with Red Dead. Oh yeah. So I mean, so uh, just to back up, I, I I started Red Dead probably I don't know, six months ago, eight months ago. Like I I tried it a while ago. And I got bored. It, it's really plotting. Like it, it's you know it's the Wild West. So there's a lot of slow shit. And I'm not, you know, people are like, oh, just you know, hijack trains and kill people. I'm like, like I, even when I play a game like that, I still want to be a nice person. Like I, I, I can <laughs> never choose the path. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm like, I, I don't want to rob trains because like people, you know, worked hard for their money. You want to save trains? Yeah. Like, and it's just like, and it's then like the, I finally get to like this mission. They're like, okay, you know. I think what did it in was like I was like 16% of the way into this game and they're like, you know, get my brother back from this cult. But the little shit just has a horse that's way too fucking fast. I'm way too old and I can't ever, ever. So I spent like an hour just like redoing this mission over and over again. I'm like, you know what? I didn't ride my horse for like four fucking hours to get to this goddamn house in the middle of nowhere just so this shithead can run away from me every two fucking seconds. So I just... Uh, it was boring. I got bored. Yeah. I got bored and frustrated, and I stopped playing. I'm like, you know what? Everyone's like, oh no! But the last, the last fifty, like the last, like few part, like the last fifteen percent or something is great. It's like, well, fuck you! I'm not going to spend like that much time getting to this like payoff where all of a sudden the game's good. It's like if it's not good within the first like, I'll give it an hour or two. Of, you know, teaching me how to play the game, and then after <clears> that, it better be it better hit the ground running, and it, it yeah. didn't. Everybody went on about Red Dead Redemption when it came out ad nauseum. It made me sick, and I just—I don't know. I've never been into Western games. Like, what is the yeah. what's the appeal of Western games? I don't know. It's not—I guess it's not my thing. But yeah. like, um, you just reminded me of when when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, and everybody says that Red Dead Redemption is just like Grand Theft Auto in the Wild West. But when I'm playing <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, I always lose interest on the chase missions. 
I hate the missions where you got to race something or you got to chase something, and that's pretty much most of the game. But uh, um, yeah, no, I I, I want to be running around and shooting when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto. I don't want to be chasing and racing. Um, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm the same way. And I can't oh. imagine wanting to do it on horseback. And all these people going on about Red Dead Redemption, I'm just like, man, I don't get you. And I, glad, glad you agree with me. I, I I stopped playing again, like probably like within a f- couple of hours, if if even that long, into that last was it? Um, shit, what which which uh, the third Batman move, the third Batman Arkham game? It was like uh, City. Yeah, maybe I know City was the good one. Nights. It was the I think maybe nice the second one. The one where you had to drive the, the Batmobile. Like, it was just, there was yeah. just so much. I just, I hate driving games. I hate games where they make me drive. I it's hate funny, it. I'm done 35% of that game, and I always insist I'm going to go finish it, and I never do. It's, you know, like, I, I love, I want to be Batman. I want to fly around. I want to climb buildings and, and jump yeah. off stuff and, and glide and, you know, kick criminals in the face off buildings and stuff. That's great, but don't make me drive the fucking Batmobile, man. Like, let me <laughs> skip that. Like, it's just boring. Hmm. You know, it's like I just I, uh, I'm just not good at driving games. I hate the stupid like combat scenarios where it's like a mini game where you got to figure out like the the combination of moves you got to do on the boss. And it's yeah. like, and it's like, man, like Batman doesn't sit there thinking to himself if I punch him twice and then I duck and then I roll and then I do a heavy kick and I repeat that pattern over and over again thirty times. Like that's it takes me out. Right? I'm like I'm like bored like okay yeah um so i totally get you on that i totally agree and and as an old dude who still tries to play games is there like an industry term for when the video game decides it's not going to let you have fun anymore because it seems like like every game you get to that point where it's just like a a switch flips and it's like no you know what all the stuff that was really easy is suddenly (laughs) super hard and and we don't want you to have fun playing this anymore because that's it seems like can you think of a specific example of that? Uh, so in I don't. It's just like it's either like a, like a boss level where all of a sudden it's just like stupid hard, where it's yeah. like yeah. everything's been like super easy, and all of a sudden this one is like nope. You know, <clears throat> you've got like a, a fraction of a section, second to move, otherwise you're you're done. And it's like I, you know, I I can't. I can't do it. I mean, you know, a lot of what I do in my day job, I work in accessibility, and there's a lot of overlap with gaming, so I'm pretty tied in with that community. And it's yeah. like it, it's it's not fun, and and, it, and it's not a question of oh, just keep doing it until you're good. For some people, they'll never have the reaction time it takes, right? Right, so right. It's just right. it's a total bummer. That's me with the uh, new uh, Star Wars game. I got to like one of the bosses. That and, game. What's the name of that game again? Sorry, um, I was just trying to think of it. Jedi. Kevin. Jedi. Um, oh my god! Now you're making lost me order. Fallen order. Fallen order. Fallen order. Fallen. There we go. Another game that another game that I bought right away and I can't get like I can't get past the first thirty minutes of it and yeah. I get bored and I turn it off. For me, I, 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 I heard game. it's too hard. Oh, I, I love the game. Hard. It's just uh, where where I gave up and I haven't gone back in like probably two months. Is it's too hard? Just like what you're saying. Like um, I get close, I almost kill, and then I die again. Like it's it's frustrating. Just like you said. So, uh, yeah. yeah. There should be an old guy mode, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could, I could potentially put it on easy, but, but Kevin, I, did and I know Kevin game is really on, like, good at video games yeah, too. Like I, rem- I remember how badly you beat us at Nintendo, Kev. I know that you're good at video okay. games. So Kevin was the guy. That, <laughs> Kevin was the guy that taught us fatalities back in the day. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean he tried, and I still couldn't do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I remember um, there was one guy that used to uh, hang out with uh, the Demon Barf crew. I'm not going to name his name, but anyways, I remember one time I was playing against him at uh, Street Fighter, and he looked at me and said, dude, are you an Asian guy in there? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, our friends were so racist back then. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. And so was I, and sadly. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I acted that way. I wasn't actually. It it was a different time, Jar. (laughs) But yeah, um, are you done your gamer talk? Billy? Uh, Bill, uh, Red Dead Redemption, you don't recommend it for, you don't recommend it for anybody or just for guys like us? You know, it's a lot like me, Jar. It's really pretty, but it gets boring after a while. (laughs) I'm not into those uh, open world games myself. Like I got bored oh. of Destiny One. Uh, I just it was too redundant, redundant for me. That that yeah. was my problem with Destiny Two was it was so short. Like the campaign was short, and then it's like, you know, I, I could join raids, but I, I'm not good. So like I feel mm-hmm. like they're all like, ah, oh, fuck, this guy's joining us again. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm the yeah, raid. No, winner. look, I tried to join strangers in raids, and I fucking get fucking abused. Mm-hmm. I get fucking. Like, hated for not being good uh, when I try to join the raid. Because it's always the first Mm -hmm. time I've tried the raid. Because I obviously have no fucking friends who will play with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been, like, years of, like, I've I've played Destiny since the first Destiny came out. And I played Destiny 2 since it came out. And I have never done a Destiny raid. It's funny. Um, But... I mean, I guess that's kind of why I lost interest in it. It's like there's there's nothing left to do in this game unless I have five friends who want to play with me right now for yeah. the next four hours, right? Um, so that was why I kind of I, I that's kind of why I like No Man's Sky. It's like I was saying, like you can just jump into it, jump out of it, and uh, it's convenient for guys like us who don't have five six hours to just sit there um, with five ten other people uh, online with you. Yeah, forget it. It takes us two two weeks for us to even schedule like a you know a two hour phone call. So exactly, it's... exactly, yeah, yeah. And so many games are like that now. So many games are like you have to live on them to succeed on them, right? Like I was, yeah. I was trying to play a survival game for a while, Conan Exiles, which I really loved uh, because I, I'm a big Conan fan, and it's really it really draws from Conan the Barbarian. It, it's got the theme music and um, the the style of it is just it's spot on. And um, it's a cool, fun game, but it's one of those games that's like Ark or something where it, when you log off, other players who live online can come and kill you and take your stuff. Mm. And so it's like you have to constantly be logged on to succeed in the game. And so many games I find like are like that now that it's like I struggle to find games that I can stick with. Okay. Anyway. I'm currently playing a lot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare right now. Right. Um, uh, so you have like, the full modern warfare, not just the Warzone, the free version. No, I bought it. Uh, Warzone yeah. just uh, is free, but it, you can play it um, with yep. with the disc, whatever. Right. But um, yeah, no, I uh, I play a lot of online modern warfare, and I also uh, picked up. Sorry, I shouldn't say picked up because I downloaded it. Um, Gears of War Five when it was on sale last mm. Black Friday. But um, I started playing it like a week ago. It's been sitting on my hard drive for like <laughs> whenever Black Friday was. Here's a war. Another another game. Another game that it's like every every iteration that comes out. I'm like, yeah, that looks good. Oh, and so. then I try I try it, and then like 30 seconds in, I'm like, 
just bored. Oh, yeah. no, so Gears Gears Five gripped me. I, I actually mm-hmm. I finished that one. Okay. Uh, oh, I I played one, two, and three. I missed four, uh, and then there was like a prequel game that I, yeah, that I didn't judgment. play. Yeah, it wasn't a prequel. I think it was like a, if I remember correctly, it was uh, different characters. <clears throat> so it was like a side right. side story. But I thought it still <clears throat> happened before. Because it was like the the two guys, but it was, was, yeah, it was, it was different characters. But, uh, so I, I, yeah, I, I like this one. I, it it was one of the few, like, I have an Xbox that, uh, that, um, actually, you know, Bryce Johnson, our old Pickering buddy, uh, he hooked me up with it from his inclusive design lab because I used it at the conferences I do. So he sent me that. We, we should specify that Bryce works for Microsoft, uh, and he actually designs, uh, controllers for uh, inclusivity. Yeah, yeah the, the adaptive controller. He was he led that team. Um, he does he does hardware too. Like he's not just an Xbox guy, but right. Anyways, I, I needed a, a console for the conference, and he sent me this one. So I bought Gears Five, and uh, yeah, it was one of the few games I have for Xbox, and I, I liked it. Like, it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, got, I really got into the last Assassin's Creed game, um, Odyssey. Okay. That, that's because another it was one of, one of those games again. You can do like a mission, so you can either play for like half an hour, or you can play for like you know an entire day, depending on how much time you have. And I think you know guys like us are older gamers with lives. We we kind of have to pick. We have to pick games that'll allow us to play at our own pace. I really liked Assassin's Creed Black Flag. That game was amazing. Oh God, um, that was the last Assassin's Creed I could stick with, though. Um, but it was, it was really all about the pirate ship stuff for me in black yeah. flag. Um, and then you had the app that went along with the game. I don't know if you played, I don't know how far into this you got Jer. No, but they, they released an app for that game that you could use and you could basically send your fleet out to attack other fleets and gather you resources that you could then use in the oh, game. I never did that. Ah, oh, that's cool. So, you know, I was, I was living with my girlfriend at the time and, and so I would, you know, I would play until she got home from work. And then I would have to stop playing because we had only had one TV, and I didn't. And you would still be playing on your phone on the secret. I would just sit there, and I'd set all my ships out, and I would. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it was the best. But yeah, that game was amazing. No Uh, wonder she left you. uh, Well, it didn't really go down that way. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just kidding. That's that's, that sounds awesome. I wish I knew about that app. Actually, I would I would have done the same thing. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Black Flag. I love that game. Fuck. Anyway. Well, I don't play any video games. so I was I'm just going to say, D, I, I was going to say, you probably don't play it all, do you? Yeah. No, but, uh, you know, I do miss us all. If you guys were playing video games, me playing along sometimes. Like, I miss all right. that stuff. Man. Right. You know what? I, Greg, thank you. That's a, that's a good point because I wanted to say I really miss split screen gaming. Like, mm-hmm. I, I miss just having friends next to me on the couch you know and and you know fighting over screen space or whatever the social aspect of just being in the same fucking room on the same fucking screen together i agree uh, 100% to me was the most fun era of gaming we all we all reminisce about the golden eye era and, you know, in the caves yes uh, <laughs> yes those days were fun but i will say i Remote don't minds. i don't miss them I enjoy playing my uh, in the comfort of my own house against other people online. See, Kev, that's <laughs> that's funny because 
you and your friends, and not even mm-hmm. G, but your other friends, I remember how fucking professional oh, you we were. We used to do uh, Halo Nights every weekend. You, you, I um, remember Kevin. Kevin shows up with yeah. a fucking thirty-two inch TV in a fucking carrying case that he had because he carries his 32 inch TV around with him because he goes around playing Halo at his friends houses so much and all of his friends have this same fucking setup it wasn't a 32 right. inch it was like a, it was like a 20 no. inch <laughs> Yeah. It was a 24 inch well, at least. Come I, on. Remember, I remember. Uh, I remember. I remember thinking you had a better. I remember thinking you had a better portable TV yeah. than I had ever owned any TV well, in my was, life, and, and it was your portable one. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, but yeah, no, I remember you uh, inviting me <clears throat> to play like some guys that you work with or something, and I came and I just like destroyed them all, and they told you do not. Invite that guy. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why am I not surprised? That yeah. happened. Yeah. That happened. Kevin, I'd never seen a, such a professional Halo player as you in my life. It was. Well, and, you know, it was in all fairness, when, those guys were all noobs. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, another good story is that uh, everyone was uh, a noob compared to you, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So one time, uh, Kev came over to our friends uh, Greg Dawson's house with, uh, which is a producer, and uh, and all these other guys, sure. these young younger guys. Yeah, the younger guys were there that are from other bands uh they were all playing halo and stuff and uh well okay, they're all going I, on about can I, can I tell the story actually oh i, I hold on because i from my point of view is like it's it's more fun you, you because, can give your version of it. yeah okay yeah yeah so i was gonna say so i i kev's like whatever he's like i think he's he's on his way or something and i'm telling these guys they're like going on about how wicked they're out at halo and i sort of jammed into the conversation i said what what do you mean you guys are good at Halo? And they're like, nah, man. And they're going on and on. And I was like, yeah, my friend's going to come over and it's going to be bad. What do you mean it's going to be bad? And I basically said, it's going to be bad. And they're like, Yo, what you, didn't, you know, we understand your friends are older and been playing video games a lot longer, but no, this is our game. And I'm like, no, no it's not. It's, it's not going to be like, you don't know what's coming. And then Kev comes Look, in, and I introduce him, and I just blah, say, blah, blah, My then... friends and I thought we were good at WWE Raw on the Nintendo 64 before Kevin came over. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so, uh, I have to admit, it was quite a proud moment, though, to well, be like, okay, yeah, I so, told you guys, man. I told you. So I remember <laughs> I walked in, and, and uh, there were, can I say names? Well, you did. So Kenny and his ex-wife, I guess you can say now, were playing. And yeah, um, yeah. what was his name? Hercules. Um, yeah, he was, Hercules he was, from the end. And... He was trash talking. He's like, I heard you get a Halo. I'm yeah. like, I'm all right. Right. And then uh, he was like, trash talking. <laughs> He's like, well, grab a controller, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, anyway, so um, I felt them out, see how they played. And Kenny and his ex wife were pretty, uh, they weren't good. And I basically, <laughs> we were playing free for all, and I kept li- letting them live. And I just kept going after the Hercules guy, and I was destroying him. And he was getting so mad that he eventually just threw the controller and like and walked away from the TV. Right. So, but anyways, that was like one of my shiny moments. It was. It was. A, it was a great moment because I had to like shut those guys up. I'm like, you guys don't know what's coming. Like, I had to. T- I had to tell them this. This. This thing was coming, and it was. It's going to be bad. I'm just letting you know it's going to be bad. And yeah. then it was really funny because they had. They. They needed that though. They needed the little, you know, kick in the ass. That's what was good about it. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta. You gotta straighten out the young kids. You gotta straighten them out. 
No, I agree. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, but like but I said, it, it was, was funny. It was like, I think I, I guess I'm your manager, Kevin. That's what I do. I just basically big you up and then no. you finish it. So it's, go. that's good. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't. Kill, you're like the predator. You can't be, uh, you know, you can't be stopped, right? <laughs> can't kill, can't kill, and can't be killed. <laughs> well, I anyway, bleed. I, I bleed. So yeah, yeah. But it still, it was fun though. It was, it was a good time. But uh, as far as video games, yeah, I do miss all that stuff and uh, as just going over and, and hanging out with my friends. And even though I'd only play video games once in a while, but I do miss the conversations. I miss the interaction. That's that's more important to me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those 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 times were awesome. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even think there are any games. I mean, I'm sure there are, and I just don't know about them. But I, I just don't seem. I don't know. Joe's right. The whole split screen, you know, like games aren't designed to be sat around and played all in the same room. You know, it, it's 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 more about you know, it's too bad. Like you know, I like think back again to HQ and and you know, twelve hours of playing raw for Super Nintendo. Like, well, uh, there still are games that are being released that you can play on the same couch. Like the new Mortal Kombat just came out. Like what this yeah, year, or last year, right? Um, mind you, a lot of these games yeah. are designed to be played played online now, but uh, you can still sit beside somebody and play them if you really want to um even even um call of duty uh i'm pretty sure you can play the campaign with somebody sitting beside you right that's there's cool. also the option yeah. of playing it I, online right so i do have the call of duty free version the war zone yeah, and i did there. i i did notice it does have a split screen option yeah well, and that that made me very happy. But again, I'm hoping I'm hoping to see more games do that. Yeah, but again, you have to play that one online. That's the only way just, you can play that yeah. one, right? True, true. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. Um, but still, if you can do it with a buddy next to you, um, it's going to be twice as fun, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and I want to say, you know, even though I'm at this period where uh, maybe gaming is not what it used to be for me, um, it's not what it is even for Kevin still, but... Um, I think that uh, I'm looking forward to like my nephews getting older and my son getting older, and I'm looking forward to them discovering multiplayer games that I can play with them. So I maybe I, I think maybe there's a future where I can find that, you know, that um, bonding kind of experience, that you know, togetherness kind of experience in video gaming again. The only thing that's um, kind of sad is like um, this new generation. Uh, even though there are some still out there, they're never going to know that that feeling of, uh, of going to a mall on a Saturday afternoon and spending like an hour or two in, a, in an arcade. You know what I mean? Like those those days are pretty much dead and buried. Like there are yeah. some arcades still here and there. Um, they're few and far. Like they just opened up um, a Palladium in Brampton, I want to say last summer. Um, I'm not even sure what it, the deal is with that Palladium because I haven't been to it, but I'm sure there are arcade games in it since it's a Sega Palladium, whatever. But um, others outside of that, there really is nowhere to go in Brampton where you can go and like get a handful of quarters and just chuck them in machines for an hour or two, right? So yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're limited now to your Chuck E. Cheese's mm-hmm. and your Palladiums. Um, the arcade experience is something that's unique to our generation, right? Yeah, like yeah. it, it was born in our generation. It died in our generation, in our youth. 
Oh yeah, and, they'll never... I mean that that, that that blood is on our hands. We're the ones that moved to consoles, and that's, you know, like... that's right. So, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, kids yeah. will never know the uh, feeling of going to that uh, that shady looking dude with the apron with the with all the quarters. You'll never the know the fear. With, uh, You'll never know yeah, the fear with the uh, <laughs> the guy with the duster mustache and the mullet. And oh, yeah. Handing, yeah, yeah, handing him, um, you know, a five dollar bill and being like, "Yeah, give me uh, two and quarters," and you know, what I mean, like they'll never know that feeling. <laughs> You'll never know the <laughs> feeling of returning to your favorite game mm-hmm. uh, periodically and 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 counting the passage of time by the number of, of new cigar- cigarette burns oh, okay. <laughs> in 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 the plastic. On the playing surface of the game, <laughs> or slapping your quarter on the top yeah. of the machine to like, that you know next. this game's. Oh this game, yeah, yeah. You know this game's really popular because it's got the most cigarette burns yeah. on the front of the console, right? Yeah. Or was that a uniquely Oshawa thing? No, or no, was that, that was you? No, no, that was uh, early early days in Brampton yeah. as well, when uh, you could yeah, smoke yeah. in the uh, in the malls and and uh, yeah. the arcade. Yep, one hundred percent cigarette burns. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, mostly actually more actually not even in the mall. Sorry, in the pool halls they had the cigarette burns. That's where it was. Sorry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pool <laughs> halls still exist. They do, but even those are so, few and far, far and few. Right? Kids, yeah. if you want to, if you want to experience the '80s a little bit, go to a pool hall. It's very similar. <laughs> there you go. Right. Okay. Well, right, oh, guys, so we boom done on we, the arcade talk. The uh, video game. Our 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 Generation X gaming chat has come to a conclusion. <laughs> Thank you for participating, gentlemen. Gentlemen, yeah. we're going to have to wrap up this episode. Uh, we have talked about so much, and it's been such a great conversation. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it, and um, you know, personally, I want to say I really needed this conversation. I. Uh, uh, I don't even care if we post this episode. Honestly, I'm glad it's our episode 50 because it, it is special to me. Um, mm-hmm. Especially after watching this Beastie Boys documentary again, and I'm bringing, <laughs> I'm bringing, I'm bringing it back. I am um, because look, I was not, I was not being hyperbolic. I was not joking when I was talked about like how sad it made me. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I really needed was to talk to you guys. And um, you know, I wish that um, more of our friends could have been here from that time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm talk about it um maybe not because maybe i couldn't get through it uh but um you know thank you i want to say thank you and uh and i love you guys and uh (laughs) can't wait to get it together after this move on (laughs) um yeah any final thoughts bill uh no no final thoughts just uh want to congratulate you two on 50 episodes that's like what like 3000 hours of of podcast time so it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's it's at least a million hours that we yeah, have recorded give or give or wow. take that's awesome okay. But no, that's pretty good. Uh, and I'm pretty sure like one person listened um so it's worth it it's worth there it There you go. You know what? That's probably yeah. more people that ever listened to my uh, records so well <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Bill, that was a great uh, well, record. I was proud of you on that record. And, uh, oh well. And, there's, uh, there's better. I still need a copy. I, I still, still need a copy. <laughs> there's a website. We'll get it to you. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, any final thoughts, DJ Kevin Kev? Uh, no, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for joining us on this uh, uh, 50th episode. Uh, it's it's a milestone for me and Jer. 
Um, it was good to have you guys on. Uh, as always, good chat. And yeah, that's all I have. So, uh, G- Greg, G money, G money. Uh, yeah, um, can't wait to do it again. Except obviously, I want to do it in the flesh because uh, I'd rather see your faces and yeah. uh, enjoy the pizza that we do at Bills and great yes. conversation and stuff. I mean, I need. I'd rather have interaction any day of the week. So to me, yeah. this is the best. And congratulations again, guys. I'm proud of you guys, man. It's the best. Hey, thank you. Thank you. We're having a great time making this show. And, and you know, we don't care uh, if it ever takes off and becomes popular or anything like that. This is just something we do for love. Uh, this is something that... Um, it has become like therapy for me. Uh, I need it. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't not do it anymore. So um, I'm looking forward to fifty thousand more episodes. And you know, like I said, uh, I don't judge it until we get to like episode a hundred at least. I feel like we're still learning how to do this. We're still mm-hmm. learning how we want to do this, and we're getting better all the time. I'm enjoying yeah. it more and more mm-hmm. all the time. And um, you know. You know, whatever it is, uh, I love it, and uh, I'm looking forward to more conversation. I'm looking forward to getting back to Bill's house in Hamilton and uh, doing this in person next time. And this quarantine can't last forever. Mm-hmm. The world can't end. Uh, there will be survivors. There will be a new world, and we'll be in it, and we will reconvene the OTOG roundtable in person. We'll be fighting off zombies, but we'll yeah, do yes. it. Fine. Whatever it's going to be. I'll throw some fucking stale flatbread at them. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I have not tried to bake bread yet. Maybe I will before this quarantine's over. We'll see. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Check out, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Uh, Kev, play the Janet clip. <laughs> not even, not even going to put effort into that one, eh? That's the end? Uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's the end of episode 50, Janet, uh, uh, Miss Jackson, because, yes, I am fucking nasty. I am still <laughs> fucking nasty. Even though I cried tonight, I am fucking nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all we have to say except just chill. To the next episode. <laughs>